Hello, and welcome back to the Sam Squared Show, a podcast for people who like things. I'm Sam. And I'm Sammy. Hope everyone out there in podcast land is having a good week. It's been, um, I guess we should address first, uh, we are a week late this time around. Some yep. scheduling conflicts with the Turbo Sidekicks because of all the movie mania for this month. Um, one of which we're going to be talking about tonight, and one of which we'll be talking about on our next episode. Well, me and you, that is. Not not the boys <laughs> over in TSO land. Um, you and your boys. Me and my boys. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll kick this off in the traditional fashion. What you drinking? I actually oh. don't know. Um... We got a couple bottles of... Drink that yawn down. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I'm yawning. It's acceptable. We worked all day, and here we are. It's been an intense week. Yes. Um, I don't know what we're drinking. I know that we got some Prosecco, some sparkling wine. Um, We haven't had any of it. You poured it for me. I was here. I was reading an article online... About improving during movies, to be honest. Who knew? Nice. <laughs> Who knew that there are so many things that like, these iconic scenes in movies that were improv? But a lot that's of what them, I was supposedly. Doing. Yeah. Well, I just want to like throw on a couple. Yeah, go for it. So one, I think most people might know this, but like the scene in Pretty Woman when Richard Gere like snaps the the box on her hand. Right. Yeah, that you, was improv. That was actually a genuine reaction from Julia Roberts. I feel like you told um, me that a while back mm-hmm. ago. I knew that. I didn't know why it was improv. Um, the why was because Julia Roberts actually had a late night out. And the director encouraged Richard Gere to mess with her. And that's why that scene happened. So, what, uh, what entails a late night out? Just well, I mean, for an actress, I mean, who knows? Paint the town red, as they say. I don't know. She was young back then and like a rising star. She was probably out like partying and was like sluggish on set. And he was like, mess with her. I but then it. that happened and she like cracked up. Who knew? Who knew <laughs> that that was why? Or like the you talking to me scene. Is that De Niro? Mm-hmm. In the mirror. What, what movie was me? that? Yeah. Uh... Oh, I just read it. I can't remember. I don't know if I've even seen um, that movie. I know that reference, obviously, but <laughs> I'm not even sure what it comes from. Yeah, he's pretty much like a like a druggy madman or whatever. Oh, is that taxi driver then? Yes, taxi driver. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he's like in the like looking at himself in the mirror and he totally Im- improvised that line. Mm, it's great. I'm, I'm gonna have to see that at some point in my life. I've heard yeah. I haven't so seen much that one either. It. Which I do know that. Even the, the, I'm walking here, you know. That's from Taxi Driver? No, no, no. Oh, That's okay. not from Taxi Driver, but that was an improvised scene. I'm walking um, here. They actually almost <laughs> got hit by a cabbie because they were just filming in New York. And so literally he was in character and he slammed his hands down and yelled at the cabbie, I'm walking here. And there you <laughs> go. You know, it's amazing what things happen. Yeah. So. Well, nice rabbit hole to go down. Yeah, not, not a bad... so what are what are we drinking? Okay, well, first off, you want to taste it since you haven't had it before. 
Well, yeah. I mean, you haven't had it before. Either. Grab your goblet. No, I have not. <laughs> this yeah. is a chalice. This is a Stella Artois Belgium chalice. Which are awesome because they fit, each glass fits a perfect half of a champagne bottle or a wine bottle. They ring better when they're a little hollow. <laughs> well, I wasn't holding it from the bottom. We're both holding it from the top, too. Here, we can yeah. try that again. Hold it from the bottom. I'm going to make it ring. Nope. No, <laughs> no, no. It didn't, okay. happen. it didn't happen at all. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Stella. <laughs> I don't even remember where we got these from. Um, I do. Um, well, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's dry. It's not too sweet. Um, yeah, I enjoy it. It yeah, is good. Like a mellow. Not nearly sweet as I expected it to be. Yeah, base it off of the sparkly ass. Yeah, bottle. we. we <laughs> I mean, I pick. I picked this bottle out. Um, it is a light blue bottle. It has some sparkles on it. Yeah, which and is why I picked it. I was like, "Ooh, blue and sparkly." Yes. Well, in the um, same way, if it, if it comes down to just something I I don't know about, I usually go by the label. If I feel like they have good taste, like artistically, then they usually have good pay, like taste on a palate. But still, I'm giving the name. It is Gemma de Luna, or something. <laughs> if I could say it all sudden, like Gemma de Luna. Uh, it's a prosecco uh, doc. Was that like approved? Is that what that? Yeah. Um, Italian sparkling wine. And honestly, really good. So the the DOC and the DOCG labels, um, pretty much like you get a in the ranking of wine and champagne and things like that. Then, um, the higher up you get, the more letters you get. I don't know too much about this. This is literally just from like a wine tasting I've done, like at work over the years, but. Um, I know there's DCOG, um, which is, I think, like, there's four letters, and I think that, that five is the max. Um, so four is really good. DC, or DOC? DOC is what this is, yes. Um, yeah, so then it was the other, the one up from that is DOCG. Sorry, I think I said DCOG, but so DOC. Um, that's three. That's like, I mean, it's still good, you know, mm -hmm. like you still get some letters, so that's all good. But other than that, I don't know too much about the ratings or anything. Um, I know DOCG is a level up from this, which is like we have a couple, like a couple of our wines at Blue Mountain are, are that. Yeah. I feel like last Prosecco we tasted on this, uh, this show was a DOCG, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yeah. Um. One day we'll figure out all the ins and outs of that, if we feel like it. But anyway, it says, Gemma de Luna presents a charmingly seductive version of Italy's sparkling wine, Prosecco. Perfect for everyday enjoyment. You will love how the fruity aromas, fresh clean flavors, and vibrant effervescence tickle your senses. Mm. 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 Tickling. <laughs> Tickle, yes. Um, but... Yeah, moderately priced, uh, kind of cool bottle, dipped in blue paint, sparkly label, and now I'm glad we got it. <laughs> yeah, it tastes, it's very good. I mean, I'm enjoying it. Um, 
I would like to take a little pause moment before we go into talking about like how this tastes to just let everyone know. Like normally I hold my microphone in my left hand when we do this. Um, I'm having some issues with my wrist. So um, I'm trying to like go back and forth or whatever. It's just um, if things sound different on my side, then apologies on that. I'm just having some physical issues. Yeah, it'll come out in the wash. After a I'm nice sure it'll all be fine. And amplify and yeah. noise reduction. All the stuff you do that stuff makes that... <laughs> it like, sound professional. Yeah, which mostly is just like sitting there waiting on a load screen. <laughs> yeah, it's just hard. And it's going to be like me going back and forth and stuff. And hey, it's Plus all my good. hands are also tired and, and worn out from, you know, not being able to use them properly. It's just all, it's just all weird. On my end, so apologies on that. If you guys can, if you listeners can pick up on any of that, I apologize. So if not, then uh, I don't know. Either listen harder or don't listen harder. I don't know. I don't really know where where that goes, but huzzah, <laughs> huzzah. Well, um, I don't even know where to start here. I we've done so much stuff and so oh, much well, sorry do, like do we want to talk about it at all or the flavor of it yeah we can do that go for it <laughs> oh. um so it's dry it's an extra dry like according to the label that's for sure yeah so not not a lot of sweetness um <laughs> it's not um normally in my mind i tend to to group like brute and extra dry together, which I'm sure isn't proper or anything, but I tend not to go for those. Um, I tend to go for something more along like the middle lines of sweeter, like easy drinking. Um, this is, this is, this is about like that, like what I would normally go for. Um, I think I like it better than most of the dry and brute stuff I've had beyond this. So that's good. Other than that, I don't know. Like, it's keeping the bubbles um, nice. Throughout the, it's making me burp a lot. So, I mean, there's that. Um, Prosecco always does that to me. Yeah, Prosecco always does that too. I mean, anything with bubbles because we don't drink a lot of pop or anything. So... The second I get bubbles in me, I start burping. Um, I don't know. I would like it. I think it would be great as a mimosa with just like a little splash. Um, some of like the the more like extra dry and brute stuff, I feel like when you're making a mimosa with them, then you really need to go more almost like a third to half on the orange juice to make it taste more like a mimosa. So I feel like this one would be more of just like a quarter orange juice so i'm i assume that that's less dry less brutish than the other ones that fall into this category um i don't quite know i'm not i'm not that great at at like sparkling wine stuff normally like if i uh you know if i if you know either i like it or i don't so you know, I don't, I don't have that much knowledge on it, but it's, you know, 
think it would go for like a nice splash of OJ for a mimosa, but it's still fine for drinking by itself. A lot of times, like the stuff that I would make into a mimosa is stuff that I want to drink regularly by itself. This one, I think, could go either or. Yeah, to me, it's like, um, I guess the dryness is just because it's less, or like it's labeled dry because it's less sweet. It's refreshing in like the same sense as a soda water to me. Um, it's got a little bit of that like slight mineral flavor, but you can taste the wine, like the fermentedness of it. Not really incredibly fruity, uh, at least to me. And everybody's palate is different or whatever. Um, all in all, I like it a lot because for it being dry, it also like to me the mouthfeel is wet. It's like the flavor is dry, but the the wine itself is sort of uh, like a refreshing, wetter feeling. Um, be yeah, good like on you, like a really hot day at the beach or something. Yeah, you could still drink this. Yeah, like yeah. it's not like you have to drink it and immediately drink some water. You know, which I've right. had some that are like that dry and that brief. Yeah, really know? like bitter. It's mm-hmm. uh, smooth, I guess is a good way of putting it. It doesn't have that bitterness to it. Yeah, it's, um, and it's it's nicely balanced. Like it has, mm-hmm. it has like that uh, kind of like what you were saying is like it has that dry dryness but still has a little bit of sweetness. It doesn't make you thirsty. Yeah, I think it's a very versatile. Um, yeah. I don't know if I would... I think I would prefer it straight up over uh, Mimosa, though, personally. But that's just me, you know. I don't know. <laughs> One day, I guess we'll have to try it as a Mimosa and see. One day. This bottle is going to be Dunzo's, though. Hey, like, this is set? where I'm coming into some problems. It's because, like, I can't, I can't hold my, I can't hold my microphone and I can't drink. <laughs> I can set up a stand for you. <laughs> no, it's okay. I can just not be a... A little like whiny baby about it. Like, oh, well, that you're being it's a whiny fine. baby, but if it's hurting, then you should probably slow down on it so it heals faster. Maybe it's fine. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've always been more of like a power through it kind of girl. Yeah, like work through. You know, I don't want anything to get like too used to not being used because I feel like that becomes a problem. Because then when you start using it again, then does it hurt because you're just using it again? Or does it hurt because it's still hurt? You never really know. So it's more of like a not really powering through. I don't I don't feel like I really push it. I feel like I just hit that nice like middle ground of of like not really pushing it to its limits. But just like, like continually using it. But also trying to not use it as much. You know, like again as everything that it seems like we do in our lives is like, I try to keep that balance with it. You know, it just happens that like holding a microphone and, and trying to drink a, <laughs> a glass of Prosecco is, uh, stupidly difficult for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like when in your life would that ever be difficult? <laughs> <laughs> White people problems. I know. Well, no, no, not even just, like just just first first world problems, right? Yeah, I'm the same way though. I usually try to work through my pains and stuff because yeah, usually if you work through it, then usually kind of makes it 
stronger. You know, like how if you get a fracture or something, the bone builds up around it because of use and things like that. Like there, your body compensates, but it it was all it's also kind of a fresh injury. So I don't know if you want to. I usually take it easy the first couple of days until I have to start using it. <laughs> it's my thing. I don't know. I think it's all like a, you know, if it was. I think like like the way I've been describing it to people with my my injured wrist because at work I've actually been wearing like a like a I mean the the box calls it a a wrist splint. So it definitely has like more it's not just a brace like it has more um support R- rigidity. <laughs> yeah, than like anything I've ever used, you know, which I'm happy um when you first gave it to me then I immediately said I was like I don't know if this is going to work because it was so limiting me um and it and it still is but it also is limiting me in the fact that like I can't push it harder at work than um I have to like because if, it, if it's something that is going to hurt my injury then I have to like force it so I'm not doing it because like it's it's keeping my wrist straight and and nice. So, which I guess is what a splint is. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm not wearing that splint right now, but I'm also not at work. I'm just at home. Um, I'm not going to be doing any heavy lifting. You know, literally just just a microphone and a glass. So you know, it's fine. Um, but, like, at work is more of the time when I would need that support of, like, that, of where I would push it harder and be more apt to to increase my injury. You know, now that I'm at home, again, I'm not wearing it here. Because, um, like I said, I want to keep that balance. I want to keep it, like, a. I don't like to baby anything too much, um, you know. I, it's not... Like, at, at work with wearing the splint, you know, regulars and everything, obviously, like, they're asking me what's wrong with my wrist because it looks like my wrist is broken because, like, I, I had, like, three or four people ask me today if, like, if I broke my wrist and that's why I was wearing that. And I was like, no, it's like, it's more, it's more of just a nuisance versus a pain um, because... I could do everything with it if I had to, you know, if it was, if it was down to the wire, if it was like I needed to power through and do everything I had to do normally, then I could, I could, it would be painful. Um, if I was at work, obviously, then I wouldn't notice the pain until after it, after the shift was over, but you know, um, so far, I haven't spent any time at work just, like, working by myself on the floor. So I know that I always have, like, that other person. I've just let everyone know that I'm working with that, like, I'm not up to par or whatever. So I can't carry as much. I can't do as much. Like, every, you know, normally I was telling someone, I'm, I'm kind of grumpy about it. Like, I normally, <laughs> I normally easily, I can carry three drinks in my left hand, which my left wrist is the one that's hurt. I can't, I can bury barely carry one in it so I'm having to use a server tray for everything if it's you know if it's beyond two drinks then I have to have a tray like even if it's two drinks and a sample I have to have a stupid 
fucking servitory, which is so aggravating. Um, but because <laughs> servitory is like, like demeaning. <laughs> well, I mean, on part of it, it is like because like I'm a professional, you know, like I can carry, you know, one of the things that we ask, like we as in Blue Mountain, like ask servers when they are hired is can you carry three drinks in one hand, you know, and not like you're not going to get hired if you say no or anything, but it's like you should at this point, like if you're a career server, you should be able to do that, you know, and I am like, I am totally a career server at this (laughs) point, you know, so I can absolutely do it like easily. I've taught so many people how to do it. And I can't do it now. Like I can, like I said, I can barely carry one drink in that hand and I'm just, it's aggravating. Like I can't carry all the food. I normally can carry three plates on my left hand, like easily, no problem. I can carry like one or I can carry like a jumbo pizza. I'm sitting there, I'm having to like, you know, hook hook the, the plates and stuff into my hip so I can like carry it out there, which is just like a aggravating maybe a little demeaning in my mind i mean well it is demeaning in my mind because i feel like i should just i should just be able to do it but i can't and it's just well you can't do it because you hurt yourself and i know that's fine there's no shame in that (laughs) i mean there isn't but at the same time like i said like i know that if like i had to i could yeah like i could i could so whatever i could do it it would hurt but i could i could get that stuff to the table and like so many times you know over the past couple of days, like last night and tonight, or last night and today, rather than I could do it, and I even set it up so where I could do it and I could carry it, and then I was like, no, don't do it, like do the smart thing, you know. But the smart thing kind of like kind of aggravates you, you know. Like you don't want to do the smart thing; you want to be able to do it all. Like I, I don't, you know. Well. As we say, ballers don't need followers. <laughs> and I have needed a follow on like every single table I have taken out unless it's a two top. So, you know, that is kind of a, you know, it hurt. It hurts the pride. It, it's a, but then I'm trying to tell myself it's just pride. It's just pride. You know, let it go. Yeah. Um, As and, Marcellus and make, Wallace would say, you feel that sting? That's pride, fucking with you. <laughs> well, my or pride was, like fucking, sure my pride was fucking with me all day. I felt that sting every single time I was in the kitchen. Every single time I was making drinks, you know, it was rough. It's it is rough, but I'm trying to remind myself that like the more I kind of like just baby it now, the faster it'll heal, the faster I'll be back on. Like 100%, but, you know, it's just, it's just hard. It's aggravating, yeah. you know, and It'll it's, 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 um, it. it's hard to like to admit weakness and then have to tell people, you know, that you're not at 100% and that you need help, like even before the situation has happened. Because it's one thing like to be like, oh, you know, can you help me with this? Like when it arises, but like to give them the, like the heads up before, like, it, I mean, it's, it's hard. I know. I don't know. Maybe every everyone else is fine with it, but for me, it's it's very difficult to just you know to 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 need help. It's it's hard, you know, because I'm I'm independent. I like doing stuff by myself. I like being able to do everything and not need anything. And I don't know. 
And the part of me is also like maybe maybe it all happened because like sometimes you need the universe to like remind you that no man is an island. You always need other people. You always need help. Put everybody and not only yourself in perspective, but other people in perspective too. Like, you know, we're all different and all of that. So I don't know. It's hard. But I'm working through it. We'll see. Hopefully it won't take that long to heal. I told you earlier I'm kind of nervous about uh, just the the concentration of where the pain is. I'm kind of nervous that I might have, like, cracked something um, because it's not. I feel like a sprain would be more spread out. So, Not necessarily. Like, from where... Which we'll get into how it happened in the in the near future, but um Yeah, we're definitely jumping ahead. Sorry, we're jumping like a week ahead, but you know. But I mean it's where all those tendons and ligaments and muscles all go into that one band of stuff around your wrist, like your carpals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so there's just a lot of there's a lot of stuff that has to move and work within that tight little juncture and you know one simple bruise will feels a lot worse than any bruise anywhere else just because of the mechanical function and stuff going on in that in that point not to say that you you may might not have a a fracture if it's a fracture it'd be something hairline that wouldn't be too big of a deal but also like if you feel like it's too big of a deal like go check it get it checked out but well, like in know, my like in my a... opinion i think it's either a sprain or like a bruised um like tendon or ligament kind of a thing like a deep muscle kind of kind yeah. of action <laughs> and if it does you know i'm giving it um you know the injury happened friday this is sunday so i'm giving it like like and i worked saturday night i worked this morning so i want to give it like at least one or two days of not serving of just really like taking it easy relaxing on that to really see like what the injury is because when I mean one like it always hurts more at the beginning and everything's always like more swollen and and everything like that you know so you, I don't really feel like you can get a true grasp of the situation until a couple of days of, of true rest have happened yeah and then this other part of me is just like, I don't want to get to the doctor and find out that it's just a sprain, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I have health insurance. Yay. I'm I'm very thankful and grateful for that or whatever. But I also don't want to, like, you know, just use it on a stupid sprain or something like that. I want to use it on something that's big. Well, so, we'll see. We'll give it a couple more days and see yeah, see what happens. Yeah, I told you before, get on that CBD train. Stuff is great, especially for bruising and stuff like that. Like it's just bites the swelling, which helps you heal faster. Your body's not well. The forcing the its cream way through that. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. That, a little bit that of both, I've honestly. Always... If you do a cream and the the tincture or oil or whatever, then it works even better because you have topical and like internal. See that I'm not. I'm not quite, and I haven't. It's hard for me because I haven't um, used, like, the tincture and oils enough to 
or consistently enough, I think, to see. Yeah, consistency is the key when it right. comes to eat, like adjusting it. Right, and I'm not a consistent person on stuff like that. So the creams and the ointments and stuff that we've had, um, I've absolutely immediately known and recognized those working. Um, part of it, I think, like I don't, I don't use a lot of creams or ointments I don't use a lot of medicine or in general you know anything so like normally when I use something I can either tell relatively quickly if it's working or not the CBD um, tinctures and oils are different because I know you've told me like those are more of a consistency more of like a regimen type of deal um which I'm just not really good about consistency or anything like that you know like for me if I'm feeling fine if everything's okay then I'm not going to do anything you know so I just don't take anything I don't use it all we did um we'll start just every time you feel a little twang in your arm just Eat some oil. <laughs> well, we, I mean, like, I'm use at that least as gonna, your alarm clock. <laughs> I'm at least gonna try it because um, today is 4:21. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was 4:20, so obviously a big, you know, hemp marijuana like holiday or whatever. So um, yesterday, one of our regulars, uh, he works at a hemp farm, a CBD oil place. Um, French broad, I wish I had, wish I had words (laughs) or whatever, but, um, so across the street from Blue Mountain, then they had a hemp fest, um, and they had a lot of the, the local hemp farmers and CBD people out and whatever, so he actually gave me a free vial, it's, um, one ounce of a hundred milligram, um, I'm reading it right now. So dietary supplement, true full spectrum, um, uh, photo, phyto, phyto, cannabinoid, bridge, PCR, hemp oil extract tincture. 100 milligrams is a little low. I mean, not not that early matters i mean any little bit helps but i'm usually the oils i i've been taking for months now are uh 1000 milligrams okay oh wait wait i said 100 you said 100 oh well it's a thousand sorry nice perfect even oh. better <laughs> um well this one's mint flavored which i yeah, like yeah i had one mint a while back ago um i was trying out Very different nice. brands and stuff I, mint's good right now i have got like a, a citrus orange flavored one which is it's okay, but I liked mint. Mint was good. Kind of works well, well with the flavor you know, of it. He gave me this, and he told me it was pretty much. Um, I mean, he had tons of them. He was like handing out samples to everybody, uh, all of the staff, and stickers and business cards and all sorts of things like that. So he gave me um, one of these, and he told me, you know, it's pretty much. He was like, you know, it's a like thirty like doses, you know, to take it consistently. Um, so. It was free. I'll try to do it consistently. Last night was my first night. Um, I've tried, like, the stuff that Sam's Sam buys. I don't, um, I don't know. I normally just, like, take take one. Like, again, I'm not, I'm not consistent. I take it, 
if something's hurting and then I'm like, oh, it didn't work for me. But I mean, obviously it didn't work for me because I just used it once. So, you know, again, like consistency counts. So I'm, I'm going to try to do this consistently because he did give it to me and he was like, let me know what you think after 30 doses and, and see if it helped anything or, or whatever. And he actually, he told me, he was like, I'm particularly interested in you. He was like, because you're a consistently, he was like, at least from my side, he was like, you're consistently upbeat like bright personality he was like so i'm interested to see what if anything it does for you he was like because most other people like it'll probably just like balance their emotions out which again like this is all what he's telling me supposedly that does have some it's not a psychoactive thing even though it's a cannabinoid that doesn't do much to your brain but so supposedly people have reported that it helps with anxiety and stress and stuff like that just kind of like general well-being like they feel a little more positive i I'm kind of a positive guy too, so like it never changed anything about how I felt or any of that stuff. But well, I'm interested in it because like he he sees me as like the the server Sammy, you right? Know? So I mean, they don't see all of the uh, like I have you know high functioning depression and high functioning anxiety, so they don't see any of that because like you know. I get paid to not let anyone see that. So I don't let them see that. So he sees me as always like this bright, upbeat, like he calls me like sparkles or sassafras. Like those are like his names for me, you know, because he's like, you're always like there. So that's why he was like, I'm so interested to see if it would do anything for you, you know, because you're always like that. But he also doesn't know any of my like mental history or anything. So, yeah. And it's hard to say like, if that's any sort of placebo effect or anything like that too, because I'm not sure if they've done any clinical studies on the like emotional spectrum of it. There's plenty of science and stuff around the anti-inflammatory stuff. Like it, mm-hmm. it can help people with uh, like CTE and like uh, joint problems and like all these all these things that kind of stem from inflammation, which from what I've heard too, like there's a lot of like underlying inflammation from like dietary things that people don't know about. Like if you, if you have like a mild um, sensitivity to something, then that kind of like inflames your organs a little bit. And some of that fighting the inflammation gives you ease of mind, even though you didn't realize that like it was some internal thing going on with your body that was putting stress on you. And that small amount of stress alleviates your, your feeling of anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's all, it's all this like, uh, like full body, holistic kind of approach. Well, yeah, which, yeah, so absolutely. like, I, yeah, making, I don't know, like how much making of, the whole organism work on a on a better, like better plane or like yeah. more, um, more together, more right. like, uh, you know, um, not jointly, uh, cohesively. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. The same with like gut biomes and stuff like that. Yeah, They're finding I, out that that has a big. A uh, big part in like your psychology, yeah. How healthy absolutely. your your digestive tract is. So, drink some kombucha, eat some CBD, and then see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll see. You know, um, it like I said, it was free, so I'm gonna keep this one just for me and try to stay on it. I'm also gonna try to take it kind of at the same time. Um, I don't know if that makes any difference, but I'm gonna try to take it like every 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, to see if it does anything. Yeah, with a thousand milligram, you should be able to just do like a daily dose instead of, um, you know, the smaller stuff, obviously. And you you can't, you can't ever take too much of it 
Um, so, I mean, the oils, like eating the oils, a little bit of a acquired taste, if you want to call it that. It's a little weird at the first. Um, well, that's that's the thing is like the stuff that you bought. Um, it always kind of tastes like oil or like I was putting butter under my tongue because you like you like put it under your tongue and you kind of like let it sit there for like thirty seconds or so. Yeah, this one says sixty seconds. Um, mm. But you kind of let it sit there until it kind of just goes away, kind of thing, you know. Um, the ones you bought always had like a very, very oily or buttery taste to them. Um, this one is more; it doesn't have that flavor to it. It has more of just like it. It tastes more just. I mean, it, it definitely has some mint flavor, which I'm on board with. Like I like mint. I don't have any problem with that. So. It has like a mint flavor. I don't pick up a ton of oil. The mint lasts the entire time that the the full oil lasts, you know? So it's not like the mint fades and then I'm left with an oil. I mean, there's like at the end, then it, it kind of has a little bit of like oily or buttery like flavor to it or something, but not as much as the ones that you've bought previously, you know? Because those I just really like, it's like the 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 flavor would just i mean it's it was like um i don't know like extra gum versus like chiclets you know is a good description like your stuff was like chiclets like the flavor was there at the beginning and then it was just gone and it was just like oil or butter like this one the mint flavor seems to last but it was just like i've only done one dose last night so i don't know maybe it was just that one time but no, I bet you it has something to do with like the freshness of it, because most of the stuff I get is from Amazon. Like, kind of pay for what you get, and they're like warehouse shipping and stuff like that. You know, like olive oil and stuff gets got kind of stale, and that mm-hmm. like the oil flavor, like whatever that is, comes forward the longer it sits, or, like open air or whatever. So like it's it probably has something to do with the freshness of it, considering they said it's out of Marshall. Um, is that right? Oh, I don't know. It looks like I think it said Marshall um, on the thing. Actually, the the sticker in the business French card Pride Hemp in Company, my, uh... Marshall, North Carolina. Okay, well there you go. Frenchbroadhempco.org. Org, nice. That's cool. I was gonna say the the business card and the sticker in my server apron. So it doesn't have a printed date. That's why I was looking the first time I looked at the bottle. I was like, huh, I wonder how old it is. Um, I would assume it has something to do with how quickly it's getting into your face. <laughs> well, and it might, you know, even if it's like. Like, it might be older for them, but like you said, like, it's just, you know, the comparison. But if they're yeah. handing it out, I'm assuming that he, I mean, he he had his, his pockets full of it, you know. Um, and he gave one to literally everyone who was working last night. Because, I mean, he's he's been a regular at Blue Mountain for years. So, you know, like, he came over and was like, here you go. Um you know, gave one to everybody and was like, you know, try it out. Let me know. I want your perspective. And I thought that was a, a good idea too, because, you know, like we're you know, service industry, people tend to, um, have either ailments physically from being in service industry and not working in the best conditions. Yeah. Just repetitive use of extremities yeah all and that then, stuff like even this the minor motions will want you do them constantly in the same fashion every day in and out then it, it'll cause you problems right so there's a there's the physicality of that and then two like 
you know, and, and I honestly think that in, in my opinion, everyone nowadays, no matter what, what job or anything you have at this point, like every, they're the, the people who have, um, I, I don't really want to say like mental health problems, but like things that they're dealing with mentally, um, it's across the board. Everyone has it. I think it, it, I think a lot of it is because we're doing a great job or we're finally starting to do a job, whether it's great or not, but at least trying to make these things more apparent. So everyone knows that everybody deals with this stuff because it's like everyone, you know, like I remember thinking that I was the only one who dealt with any of this stuff. And then like, it turns out that everybody, you know, so many people, like we just, we just weren't talking about it. There was that stigma of, you have to have all your your mentalness together and if you didn't then you're weak and you're horrible and blah of blue and now it's like um you know you just word it, it's more of an open conversation like everyone is um being like they're they're sharing their like what they go through like what their life is like and so then you find out that you're not the only one dealing with this and it's actually more common than you think and in my opinion like everybody has something that they're dealing with mentally you know so and particularly I think um people in the service industry and like first responders and stuff deal with it or have more of those issues because like we're kind of not allowed to show that we have it because you know we're supposed to be the um we're we're who the general public comes to us to get away from their problems so we're supposed to have like this facade this this like everything's great you know um which makes a lot of the mental stuff more difficult to deal with and and everything and and more prevalent because like we don't you know because we're not we're not able to you know talk about it as much you know like it it you know there's that's that old adage uh, don't bottle up your emotions but to perform your job adequately you have to bottle said emotions right. so like yeah it's so it's when... a uh, feedback loop yeah, so like way. when when a person comes in that's having a horrible day and they're coming in to let loose and they're having a horrible day and they come in and either they're angry or upset or like maybe they're maybe they're taking it out on you subconsciously or consciously or whatever or maybe you know they don't even know it's there and they're taking it out on you and they're not dealing with it or or maybe it's just like listening to all everyone else's problems because they do come to get away from it to us you know like that's that's kind of like what you know like the bartender everybody tells the bartender their problems you know nobody asks the bartender their problems you know so i mean it's just it's just um it's hard so basically what i'm saying is like it's it's a it's a good trial ground for something like this because you have people who are dealing with physical ailments as well as mental ailments and emotional and all of that. So smart move on his part. Um, I don't know if he had thought anything about that or maybe he just brought it to us because he likes us and he thought it would help us out. And, you know, he thought that we would be honest with him because we will. Like he's he's one of the people that like, you know, 
you can tell him to shut up. Like, <laughs> you know, if he's like pushing boundaries or, or too, you know, with other people, with you or whatever, like you can put him in his place. Like he's he's more of a, um, I don't know. He's more of just like one of our regular people, regulars, you know, mm-hmm. that like he doesn't, he's he's probably worked the the business before. He doesn't really expect us to be, you know, the, the, the like I always say, like the, there's the server Sammy and then there's the real Sammy, you know, you know, and, and there's a lot of overlap between those, you know, but, you know, I can always be like the real Sammy with him. Like if he's, if he's doing something dumb or, or whatever, I can be like, stop. Right. Like we need to cut this off right now, you know, or something like that. So, so yeah, maybe he thought about it, maybe he didn't, but, um, either or, I mean, it was a good call on his part because, you know, like I said, we all have physical ailments. We all have like the mental stuff. We have the emotional stuff. It's a stressful job. It's all that. I mean, every job is stressful. Like, I don't want to like say that other people, what they're dealing with, you know, isn't as stressful as like working in the service industry. You know, it is like everybody, every job has its horrid, horrible, just shit side, you know? So we're all dealing with it. It's just like whether you get to deal with it for a long period of time or a short period of time and all of that. So anyway, I'm interested to see what it's going to do. That took us off on a tangent, which wasn't on any of our scheduled itinerary. But um, but I'm interested. It's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, I hope it works, you know, or does something. I mean, if nothing else, I'll tell you right now, it tastes better than anything else that I've had. You know, on that, like, I never thought about the the shelf life factor that you brought up, which is which is very valid. Like, I'm sure that's probably why it tastes better. Like that, why the mint stays and everything. Mm-hmm. So, good point. Yeah, if anything, it'll just it should just help you heal faster, even if it's subtle in its uh, biz that it's doing. But, yeah, I guess um, we can move on to more serious things. <laughs> yes, As let's if injuries get serious. weren't serious enough. Yeah, it's okay. Belittle my pain. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Can do. <laughs> it's, that was all a joke. I'm oh, sure no. you guys saw that. From, <laughs> I heard it from the laughter but laughter. what's up next um schedule man okay so what's up next um i think i had said it a while before this uh this tangent or a while ago before this tangent excuse me um we did a lot of things we made much progress on the farm most of that progress is totally bunk now, but we'll get into that in just a minute. <laughs> let's uh let's start with the stuff that actually stuck and um is a positive note. Just this last week, we had a bunch of renovations going on at Blue Mountain Pizza, so uh, floors in in particular in the backside of the restaurant, and because of that, everyone had three days off. Is that right? Yeah. They yeah. did four days of work on it, but three days off for us because one of those days is we're always closed. Anyway, um, 
We took yeah, that time. Yeah, we were time. off uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we took that time to bust ass on all of these uh, chicken projects we've been behind on. Uh, namely, what we changed the roof on the feeding area slash old coop. We renovated the original coop from our first six girls that I built a long time ago. Um, painted that as well. Moved it, fenced it, and everything. So the side flock is now just forced to be next to the other flock. Which, uh, those four days, we had them all out. They were actually kind of acclimating pretty well. But we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't trust the... Uh, I don't trust those birds sometimes when it comes to getting along with each other. Um, let's see. We chopped off some of the legs of the newer coop because the people, when we had bought them, they had some water damage or whatever. Chopped those off, plastic dipped them so they're more waterproof. Moved that as well. Um, geez. Cleaned, cleaned both coops out. Yeah. A nice deep clean on them. True. Got a shed delivered for all of our storage. Um, on the farm the, side. For the farm, yes. Mm-hmm. What else happened? Um, I know before that the... we had done uh, transplants and we haven't started any new seeds yet, which well, we're going to be we doing had, soon. I had direct seeded beets. Oh, right. Yeah, that's yeah. part of it. But that's more yeah, that's later. personal we'll get to that stuff, in a second. But, um, I guess. Um, yeah, the, the coop renovation, the the one Sam made, um, he made it definitely... Um, Years ago, like six. Definitely over, over five, I was going to say for sure over five, because that, that video that just popped up on my Facebook was when the first six chicks were growing up in the bathroom, and that was five years. So I feel like five years yeah. is when you made it. Five, um, yeah. So it was a it was a tall coop. Um, it was something that we could pick up and move. So it was like a um, kind of like I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a chicken chicken tractor, but um, it's like a chicken it gondola. A, yeah, it was like a, <laughs> it was like a mobile chicken coop. The bottom was um, their feed slash run area, and then the the coop sleeping laying area was up top but we made some mistakes because it was our first one that we made um yeah and for me not knowing anything about um just chickens in general like i we we had six and i had thought i had built one with enough space for six chickens i definitely did not six chicks or pullets sure but not six full-grown chickens yeah it was it was great for um for a broody hen for growing chicks up um up until they were full grown and all of that, it was great. Like very, very well done. But it just wasn't um wasn't really something that we needed anymore. Right. Um with what we're doing. And the reason we needed our original plan was to just integrate the three hens that are have kind of like split off on their own flop. Um, Derp, Soda Flop and Dominique, um, we our original plan was to just integrate them back into the main flock and have them all together. But um, Soda Flop is old. Um, I mean, Derp is old too. Both of those are older than our original ones because they were given to us. Um, but our rooster Scrimshaw has just taken a 
dislike to soda flop. Um, I don't know what it is. Um, I guess because she's old, it might be because she she may or may not be an egg eater. We don't really know. She's a bit of an egg eater. I think it's um, a little bit of both. Um, I think he just sees her as something that is not productive to his flock of girls, and so he doesn't want her involved. Um, Derp. This is where it all gets crazy, is because like Derp, um, Derp is just as old, if not older, than Soda Flop. She rarely lays. She doesn't eat eggs. I mean, she will if they're like out and about or whatever. I mean, like broken into, she'll go at them. But I mean, any of them. Well, like she won't break an egg to eat it. Um, but she just says what she wants. Like uh, she doesn't. There has never been, even though she spends most of her time away from the main flock, she doesn't. Um, nobody cares about her. Nobody cares whether she comes or goes, whether she's with the main, like she'll jump over the fence and fly or fly over the fence to join them for treats. Nobody really cares about her. Um, I think that it's because she has the cross beak and they just see her as like a genetic deformity and not as really a member of anything because she's just different. Well, she doesn't even try to screw with the pecking order or anything, too, which is the other pro- like other part of it. It's most uh, most of the times, what if they if there was a group of birds, then some new one would try to find its way within the pecking order. Like that's a yeah, like find their place on the the ladder rung. Of yeah, and she just their, doesn't care. Life. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't care, and nobody cares about her. So she she can literally come and go however she wants. Which is crazy, but it works. Yeah, so very, I mean, more very power rare too. in the chicken community. Yeah, nobody nobody cares about her. Nobody pecks at her. Nobody like wants to fight her. Nobody wants to. She doesn't want to fight anybody. Like the rooster doesn't care. Like he'll mate her occasionally. It's very rare on even that because like normally like he tries and she just whaps him with her like club cross beak and he leaves her alone. So I don't know. I don't know. Like she's she's a she's a whole different like bird. You know, so it's hard to, like, base anything. I think we've said it before. But it's hard to base anything off of, like, the behavior of Derp. Because, like, she just... She just does what the fuck she wants. She is just, like, this whole different entity. She's not really a chicken. So, but anyway, like, we... we it became apparent that Scrimshaw was not going to accept Soda Flop back into his flock. So, we were like, okay, we need to set up a different area... For them, that they're protected, they're safe, they have a home to go to, he can't get to her, they also can't get and just poop all over a porch and do whatever they want. Um, and so, you know, they have a coop to go into that we don't have to move them every night, which is what we've been doing, um, all three of them, uh, Derp, Soda Flop, and the Dominique. So, um, so we took this older coop that Sam had made years ago. Again, um, we dropped the floor down, cut the legs off. We made it shorter. Um, we extended it, put in a nice roost bar, plenty of room for them to roost into it, put a solar door on, which we've had the solar door for the other coop, and it's been working great for years, three years, I think. Yeah, the new one's actually a little bit more um, protected, just like a simple fix. They put this... Uh little crossbar piece in the front of it because uh, the problem with it is it's just it slides up and down really easily so raccoons i think really just raccoons maybe weasels are the only ones that can do it to like manipulate the door enough to get up under it um this time it's 
just the one piece of metal in front of the bottom of it they can't get their little paws under the the lip of it to lift it up so um the one minor design flaw of it has now been fixed which is even better like it's even more secure um, yeah and they're not like the doors aren't cheap no they're like 260 dollars worth it though but yeah absolutely worth it like i said like in in We've had the other one for three years. There was one time that it got stuck open. Um, and it's like the the little pulley system that lifts the door. It's almost like a paper clip. Yeah, they've uh, improved that too. They just now have like a little piece of fishing tackle, like the uh, barrel oh, swivel nice. with the two clips on the ends okay. now. Well, that's cool. They, they put a... Um, paperclip in with this one i guess just in case the barrel swivel didn't work or something but you yeah know, it wasn't flat enough for the the coupe design or something like that yeah so uh, we need to actually replace the one out on the other one put another put a barrel swivel on there because it, it, it's just way more efficient um than nice. a paperclip but paperclip yeah, hasn't done like us wrong the, yet so one. yeah the paperclip <laughs> like like i said one time it kind of like uh just got caught just enough that the the open end of the paperclip caught and left the door open but but literally one time in three years, still it's not it's not a bad design. Um, we've never lost a chicken because of that solar door. You know, like it's never locked any of the chickens out. You can adjust it. Like if it's closing too early or opening too early, you can adjust it all around. Like all oh, of that's fine. Like you know, for for the amount of time we've had it, then having one problem one time that was so easy to fix. Like we literally just bent the end of the paper clip in and it was fine you know for the other i think that was right when we got it so for the mm -hmm. other three years it never and we moved it from you know their old coop to their new coop so you know highly recommend it um it just takes three double a batteries and the first one we got three years ago still has the original batteries in it so yeah because it's it's solar so like it it, like well, it doesn't get any charge are, from the solar what? It doesn't get any charge from the solar. It's just got a solar. Um, it's just the the solar parts uh, reading the light. Oh, uh, it, yeah, so it doesn't recharge it itself or anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. But well, I mean, that part obviously I didn't know. It's but. pretty impressive though to have three AA batteries for three seasons, and you know how like winter and stuff will damage batteries, but not the, not these apparently. Yeah, <laughs> for whatever reason yeah, they are been, just great, going strong. So. Um. Again, highly recommend it. It's called the uh, Cheaper Keeper. Cheaper Keeper. Which is um, Cheaper, C-H-E-E-P-E-R. Not yeah. with the A. Yeah, not like with the A because it's not like, cheap um, at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and more like cheap as in like, you know. Cheap, cheap, and, cheap. Yeah, yeah, chicken noises. So highly recommend that. We did that. Um, Derp, of course, has not. She still does what she wants. She flies out. Um, after we, I'm sorry, I should say, like, we we moved that coop. We did all the renovations. We moved it next to the main flock area. We put um, some premier uh, step-in post fencing around that. Um, and, you know, again, Derp doesn't care. Like, Derp just flies over the fencing and goes and roams about and does whatever she wants. So she's still roost on the chain link fence and we just go out and grab her and put her in with the other ones and it's she yeah it's assuming she looks, she's like, in the mood to roost there because that's the other weird thing too is sometimes she just decides to go somewhere different uh, yeah. depending on the night which is odd for chickens they 
they always have their routine. She doesn't really have a routine. Yeah, no, she she literally does whatever she wants. Yeah. Like she is the most independent non chicken chicken in the world. Like she yeah, just does. I, I really expect her to not use that fence um, here in the next couple of weeks because she, oh, yeah, she's, she's going to realize they're yeah. not the other two aren't close to her because they're they're kind of like a little cohesive unit for whatever reason that Dominique latched onto Soda Flop. Soda Flop's always been with Derp, so. Like they've got a little camaraderie going on there, and yeah, I'm uh, we're I mean, I'm hoping, well, both of us are hoping that she'll realize that those two are staying in the fence, and she will go at least roost somewhere close to them. Well, who yeah. knows? <laughs> who knows? Because though. again, she does what she wants, and she's even like I mean, again, she's she's a very like we've talked about on the podcast before. Like she's she's kind of taken on some rooster qualities, um, less now so that they kind of have. I don't know. Maybe she realizes that they're more secure and she can go back to doing whatever the fuck she wants. Right. Who knows? Um, but she was taking on some rooster qualities in that flock and like taking over the flock because when you don't have a rooster, one of the hens will step up and I mean, they won't like try to mate with the other girls or anything like that, but they will control (laughs) and dominate the flock. So, she was doing that. It's kind of weird, too, because she's also recently started laying random eggs every once in a while, too. So maybe, like, uh, maybe everything's just getting wonky with her. Like, she doesn't know if she's, like, the the boss of that. We moved them. She's laying eggs again. She wasn't during the winter. Like, you know, who, know, who knows what's going on in her little tiny chicken brain. But, um, but she's great, and she's awesome, and the coolest chicken that i know um but we did we did all that um the other things we did is we we did and um called out some willows that we've been having some trials with um and the willows that didn't make it, like these are all cur- curly willows and pussy willows, so not like weeping willows or anything like that. Um, yeah, more shrubbery over trees. Yeah. Um, so the ones that didn't make it, we emptied those containers, and um, I'm a member of the Arbor Day Foundation. So the last time I renewed my membership, then uh, we were sent another 10 trees and well two of those are shrubs and then the others are trees it was all like um things you can plant around for wildlife and birds so birds in particular right i think it was probably i can't remember exactly what they called that so (laughs) but i know (laughs) that they were talking about well i know they were talking about squirrels and other wildlife um but most of them like they, they have like berries fauna. they have um food it's habitats like these are specific to you know help help have like you know birds and wildlife on your your land so um the willows that didn't make it the containers that we we kept them of course um we planted those in them they're all very like when you get Unless you buy something from the Arbor Day Foundation from, like, their book or something, like, they'll have different, like, sizes. Like, if, let's say that you want a red maple, you know, um, then you can get a red maple, like, whip, which is, like, 
almost kind of going to be like a stick or something like that that you root out and it takes like, you know, years to grow up into being a red maple or you can buy like a 10 foot maple or a five foot maple or however, you know, the older the tree or shrub is, the more you're going to spend on it, of course. But, um, you know, with the stuff that you get that's free when you either become a member or renew your membership, like these are all just kind of like, I mean, they just look like little sticks with like roots on them. Yeah. They're, um, the one big downside to that, like we, uh, was it two years ago we had planted the ones that you had, or was it last year? No, it was definitely at least two years ago. I think it was the it was first two first year we were here, which would have been the first more. year we were doing farming stuff. So it was two years ago. Um, those have some of them taken pretty well. Some of them haven't, which I I probably attribute that to how close they are to the stream and like their water requirements and stuff like that. Well, and, like, we didn't, yeah, we didn't... And we didn't do much to, like, help them along. Yeah, like, you're is, supposed to water, you know, during the first, like, couple years, specifically, like, deep water and stuff like that. We didn't do any of that. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, you know, call out the weak ones. <laughs> yeah, we did. We do but a really good job some of, of those calling are doing out great. weak things. Some of them are... Yeah, that's true. We we do. <laughs> um, and, yeah, like, the some of them will, will be viable trees, but, man, like, the amount of attention that they need when they're that small is daunting in a way because even like pruning them properly and training them to grow like with a, a good proper trunk and stuff like that like the, these are the first like what 10 or 15 years you have to be very vigilant um and, well, and specifically the first quite, five years yeah. like once you get past five then it's more of like staking and just re-upping their um mulch and fertilizer yeah but before five years if you're going from like what like again like these these are literally like our sticks with roots on them so tiny little foot long sticks (laughs) yeah like you don't you're just like what and some of them are fast growing and some of them are slow growing so that that always depends too but um but yeah like if you don't if you don't have like the time to invest i don't recommend like spend the extra money to buy something older you yeah, know. it's not nearly as easy as like the little packet you get with the the live plants that they send you. Like, I just put them in the put them in a little pot or somewhere where you can transplant them a couple of years and water them every week, and it should be good. It's well, not and, and quite that knows? easy. <laughs> who knows? Maybe it's because we have so much other stuff. Because we have we are we are growing and keeping our eyes on so many things that. Maybe it is just our situation. Maybe, like, if you get these things and it's the only thing that you have going on, then, yeah, uh, you can probably yeah. do it. Like, I don't want to discourage anybody from doing it because it's a great nonprofit. They have wonderful, you know, um, um, products. And the benefits of being a member of the Arbor Day Foundation are awesome because, like, besides, like, what you get when you first, like, become a member, then... You can buy all sorts of trees from them. It's such a discounted trees and shrubs and and all sorts of stuff so discounted than what you can get at like Lowe's and Tractor Supply and even like local nurseries and stuff. Like the the price difference is insane for just having like a low membership donation to them. So I I recommend it. But it's like if you if yeah. you don't have the time to commit to these little things, then 
spend the extra money and buy something a little bit larger. Yeah, um, or if like your stuff doesn't work out and it dies, don't get discouraged yeah. because you're still at least supporting the Arbor Day uh, Foundation. Yeah, like you're still you're still giving. You know, they're still planting out trees in other places, and they know what they're doing. So those trees are living, even yeah. if yours are dying. They don't send you invasive you know? species or anything like that. Yeah, which is and nice. like ours, like the first round. I mean, it was like what ten or twelve. It was either ten or twelve. I no, can't it was remember. ten. So I think I mean at least half of them. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. We lost all the dogwoods, which I was very sad about. But we got another dogwood on this round. So, you know, that's the other thing. It's like, you know, we lost some stuff. But so, like, you know, for us to say, like, there are five things that are growing up on there, shrubs and bushes, five that I probably, I mean, the max donation, I think, to get those was, like, $25. I mean, $5 for each of the ones that survived. Not I mean, bad. really, you're thinking, like, 250 for per thing you know we lost half of them but you know the other ones are making it so it's not bad like not bad at all for what you're getting and the the benefits that you're going to get from them and all that so um we did decide because of the because we've done this before um we originally the the first time we did this we planted them directly in the ground um and we had a we had a whole area. We mulched them. We weeded them. You know, we staked them. All this kind of stuff. Um, and some still died. So you know, again, we didn't we didn't water as well. We didn't weed as well. We didn't do anything as well as we should. You know, again, like our trials are are rough. Like if you make it through them, then you know you're awesome type of thing. But um, with these, we decided to just put them in the same pots that we were growing up the willows in. So then, if they die, then we're not I don't want to say wasting that land space, but kind of wasting that land space. Um, it's also easier to see what's making it in a pot versus the ground. Keep the weed sound, all of that. Just kind of keep keep it under control more. Mm-hmm. Um, back the first time, we didn't have any pots, so there wasn't anything to put it in. Um, these We do have them because we lost some of the willows, so we had the pots from the willows, and we had dirt and everything from that too, so... Um. Yeah. Again, we'll see. Uh, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, we lost all the pussy willows, the giant pussy giant willows, pussy willows, which yeah. uh, those are actually one of my more favorite ones. We're gonna have to get another round of those uh, at some point in the future. But whatever. But on the willow thing is, um, we did not. That was our fault. Like that was. Oh 100%. yeah, we totally neglected the crap out of those things. <laughs> We got them, and you're pretty much like I bought. I bought them from Illinois Willows. Um, Kent is his name. I can't remember his last name. He's great. He's wonderful. He knows his his stuff. He sends you beautiful, beautiful things. Nothing was his fault at all. Um, pretty much, you're supposed to be ready to plant these things. Like when immediately, you get them. they need and love water. Yeah, and we did not do that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> We let them sit for a long time. I can't even remember how long, but it was a long time. Like when we pulled them back on, I was like, oh shit, there's mold all over these. You know? Um, I planted some of them anyway. <laughs> there was a mold problem on some things. So, you know, I mean, long story short, we lost some stuff. But we saved some stuff too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the stuff <laughs> we like only lost the pussy willows, and it, like that's the the great thing about willows is how easily you can propagate. I mean, you literally just sn- hey, chill out, Bowie. Um, 
you literally just snip a branch off and put it in some water and it'll root out. Yeah, they're very easy. easy. Mm -hmm. If you're conversely, what we were just talking about, if you're looking for something that you want to make that's really easy and shrubbery and stuff like that, then go for willow shrubbery. Um, Oh, yeah. It's very easy to cultivate. Um, Grows well. It does want water. Yeah. So that's like the one thing is like if you're in a dry area or something, then, you know, ignore that. But if you if you have water, then, you know, plant around there. They grow fast, super fast, um, faster than anything else that we've had. Um, officially, like, like I think that what they say is like, so he, he's the same type of thing. He sends you now. He sends you like a, a one foot cuttings. I think um, not rooted out. And you pretty much like if you put them in water or if you put them in ground, then they will root out super fast. Because again, willows just that that's just property of them. They're easy. They want to grow. Yeah. Um, and again, like if you have like a even if you have like a weeping willow or something like that, you can cut a branch off. Yeah, we got a whole other tree shove it starting in the to grow. Like yeah. I, I did the same thing last year to try it out, or at the bit like middle of last year, mm-hmm. I clipped one of those branches near the bottom just to see if it'll propagate. And from from the growing. weeping willow, yeah, from the yeah. weeping that like the tree, the not tree the shrub. Willow. And yeah. um, willows want to grow. It's growing leaves outside right now. I was a little worried because we had to keep it inside so it wouldn't get frost damage, and it went like dormant. But it's already got leaves on it. It's ready. It's it's going. I had to put it out last week, so it's it's going fast. This is great because we buy one tree and we can line this entire creek with uh, weeping yeah. willow trees. Just give it enough time. Uh, you know, obviously, yeah, time's the thing. But they're great. They're cool. You can um, you know, when they're when they're supple, when you first cut them off, then you can weave orbs and baskets you can shove one piece into the ground and it'll go you can put them in water and they'll root out like willows are are very um i mean they just like i said they just want to grow like Mm -hmm. they're um it's really awesome so they're easy to propagate they're easy to start with they're nice that you can do a lot of things with them um it's it's also something that they're a off-season um crop so um you know you're not going to have like curly willows pussy willows stuff like that you're not going to have that you're not going to be able to harvest them during the summer but it's like fall late fall into early winter um into late winter like pussy willows i think are like a a midwinter to late winter is when they bloom so it's something that is easy to do that thrives that is an off-season type thing, something that will carry you through, which is nice. People also, people love them, you know? I mean, like, it's something that you don't really see too frequently in nature unless you're propagating it out or something like that. So, like, I think as a customer, like, they, you know, they see willows, like, it's cool. It's a cool thing. You know, you can make with the curly willows, they literally, they curl they spiral out. They're like ringlets. Um, you can make wreaths with them. You can make, like I said, you can make balls. You can make bowls. You can, do, you can, you know, they're supple. You can do anything you want with them, you know. So um, that's something nice that you can take to, like, winter and holiday markets and stuff like that. Um, and, again, people aren't used to really seeing those things, I think. Well, I mean, specifically maybe the are, curly but... stuff. 
Um, yeah. It always seems to be like they're not really a filler. They're more of a focus piece. Uh, in a way, it's like they accent the focus piece, um, if that makes any sense. They use them normally sparingly in larger arrangements, and those kind of counterbalance the focal blooms and stuff like that. They're not like a lot of green. It's just like a, it's just an interesting, um, like shape to go into a, like a bouquet or an arrangement or something like that. Um, something that it's, um, I don't even know the way to describe it. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to move past it because, um, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's even one of those things like you don't have to have anything else with them. Like you can make a wreath with oh, just yeah, absolutely. willows. You can make an orb with just willows. And can... they have different colored bark too. So like we have what yellow, red, and green. Green. So mm -hmm. those will kind of keep their color even after being dried. Yeah. And again, something that you can dry, you can do things with, and and store. You know, um, the pussy willows, of course, like they have. Um, I think that they're called like, I want to say like cat skins or something like that. Like it's kind of like the same thing that, um, cat's tail, the yeah. kind of like that. I mean, it almost looks like cotton, almost doesn't, but it's more, it's like a little velvet bulb Yeah. on the end of it. Yeah. So those like when they bloom out, then again, like that's like, you can dry them like it, they dry naturally, like it easily. You know, there's not too much you have to do with them, all that kind of stuff. So it's 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 a nice crop. Um, around in our part, like we don't we don't have you know we don't have anybody growing those. So, um, for us in particular, like I'm I'm interested in doing that because we have plenty of fucking water. Mm -hmm. You know, which again we'll get into that in just a minute. But um, we we have plenty of that shit. So, um, if we can if we can do something that isn't what all these other farms around us are doing and is something again like off season you know like if we can make make our money during you know fall and winter and then you know not focus as much on spring and summer then i mean hell yeah you know like let's do it because you know why not so we'll see how all that goes it's still going but um We've had great success on on all of them. A little Freudian slip there. <laughs> I don't even know what I said. Oh, uh, it just sounded like it. you. Yeah, you mispronounced it, but it sounded like sex. Oh. <laughs> had a little bit of sex there. So sex, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like uh, of of what we what we saved from the initial mold. Not round two, but what we saved from the initial mold then. After that, we had a 44.3, I think it was, percent su success rate. <laughs> well, now, like, I'm just thinking sex, about sex it. Shut up. So, it's a sex rate. That's fine. So it's Everybody great. For our, for our trials, that's amazing. Like, we never do anything that well. Well, so. for neglecting it for almost an entire year, then that's mm -hmm. fantastic. I mean, we didn't even weed them. We didn't weed them. We didn't water them. We didn't look at them. No, and, and honestly, I'm surprised they survived so long without the watering because they're in those, um, the, the, one just gallon, the, yeah, one, yeah, cheap black ones that have mm -hmm. the holes in the bottom which don't hold water. Um, 
they were lucky enough to have some like peat moss and stuff in the soil we put in them, so it retains the water a little bit. But yeah, honestly, they should have all died because <laughs> they're up off the ground on like on bricks. And yeah, cement blocks. Like I have holes in the bottom of them that don't hold yep. water. Like they, for something that needs and loves water, they really should have should have crapped out. So and they didn't. So again, hooray! Hooray! Um, and it's cool because. Like our our whole plan with this, and it's like we we plan just so you know on this one at least, like we did actually have a plan of getting them in the ground faster. But um, those are going, um, those are going along the creek bed, and we have trees that we're taking out so we can put these willows along the creek bed. That's been a slow going process we finally had it have it set up to start i think on the 29th of this month but now well now i don't know if that's gonna happen so probably not oh i guess we should just go into it keep like talking around it so well anything else we want to wrap up on the farm before i don't even know if there's anything i mean okay so because we did we did those beds we put like the soil block were great they were actually doing all right in the field and everything like a lot of the stuff we had talked about in previous episodes have have been going swimmingly the seed tape was going awesome very awesome (laughs) the flock seed tape it was great yeah that was actually sprouting it was stronger than the soil blocks that we had put out of the flocks Mm -hmm. so like the the seed tape on flocks was going better and it was much less work on our end and everything. So that it was going great. Like we were so yeah. hopeful for all of that. Um, <laughs> uh, side note: BCS is badass. Uh, still it's haven't so had a, haven't had uh, picked out a name for it. So if anybody has any suggestions, then we're yeah. all ears. Still, I mean, I don't know what I. I, I it still hasn't had anything just call out to me as far as the name goes for that that tractor, but. Um, we put in 120 feet of beets so I could do my pickled beets. Um, that was within a day. Like you did that all in one afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's see. After we get through this thing, we got to talk about Shazam. So Let's roll into it. Let's roll into the bad. Yeah, well, <laughs> kind of bad, kind of not. We'll see. We're still waiting for all of it to shake out. Um this is Sunday, just so everyone knows. This is Sunday, April 21st. It's... Yeah, happy Easter, everybody. Yeah, happy Easter. <laughs> um, but so, before Let's talk we... about Friday. Let's talk yeah, about let's Friday, talk about... April 19th. Yeah. A day that will live in infamy. Infamy. Better than I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Although, for some of those... uh. Some of the stuff out in our field, it was the end of all things for them. <laughs> it was. Um, Many things died. Yes. So, crazy day altogether. Uh, we won't talk about the first half. No point in doing that. But the last half, a uh, weird... Well, hold on. I want to I wanna give just a little, a little like, a mood setting. Like, I want to, I, I want to set the scene. Yeah. That, cool. That's better. It's better that way. Okay, so establish your like establishing I said, shot. <laughs> here I am. I'm establishing right now. So, like I said, Blue Mountain was closed for um, Monday. They are always closed on Monday, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So 
we were coming in on Friday, which Sam opens every Friday. He gets there at 8. Um, I normally either open on Fridays or I'm a double on Fridays. That tends to be my schedule. So either I'm coming in at 10 or at 12. If I'm coming in at 10, I normally just ride with Sam. I like to get there early and, um, you know, take care of some stuff and, like, really set them up strong for, like, the weekend. So, you know, I'll do some other things that aren't exactly on my list. And then on my side, if I'm opening, then we're both getting off on four. Then I, you know, we can have a couple drinks after work. I don't have to drive. I can ride home with Sam. And, you know, so it all works out great. Um, This Friday, since it was the first day of us being open after renovations, we went in at 7 o'clock. For me, Sam did tell me this at some point, but I had forgotten. Um, I thought we were going in at 8, so it was the night before, and I found out that we were going in at 7 instead of 8. And I was like, well, I could have stayed home and driven and all of that, but I was like, well, I told you that I would help you know, reset the restaurant after renovations and all this. I don't want to leave you hanging, so I'm going to ride in with you. So we went at 7 o'clock. So we woke up at, you woke up at 6.30. I think I woke up at like 5.45, 6 o'clock. Oh, we left at 6.30. Yeah, I was. Uh, okay, so then I I have definitely... a weird morning, morning routine, so um, uh, alarm goes off at 6, wake up, throw my crap on get everything ready to go hit the sack again until 6 30 rolls around (laughs) okay so if that that's his routine like whenever whenever we're supposed to leave i leave i wake up an hour before that um because i like taking a shower to like showering really just like wakes me up like even if i'm not like dirty even if i took a shower like before i went to bed then i pour even if it's just a couple hours before i do like Waking up for me, like I want to take a shower and get ready. Yeah, um, I used to also, be like, like that. You know, being front of the house and like dealing with customers and everything. It, I like having, you know, a freshly washed, um, look to me or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, sometimes my hair is crazy when I wake up, so it needs a little water sometimes. So, um. So I normally wake up like an hour before we have to leave. Um, that allows me to get ready, shower change, check on the chickens, do all the stuff before we leave. We had done all that stuff the night before. So I think um, we were, we were leaving at 6.30. So I woke up at 5.45, um, take a shower, just get dressed. I knew the chickens were good. I had everything together the night before, so we were good to go. So we worked our shift, all that kind of stuff. We got off. I mean, needless to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. When a restaurant has undergone some renovations and you open back up, there are going to be some things that go wrong, Um, some things that pop up. If nothing else, there's a lot to reset. Um, a lot of prep to do because you've been gone for those days, all that kind of stuff. So when we got off of work, we were very, very excited to get off of work. So we hung out after work. We had, um, some beers. 
We're very excited to go home and just like be like, fuck yeah, we like kicked this day's ass, <laughs> you know? Um, Which we did. We we did. We, we pulled it off. We did. The skin of our teeth. It was, it was so close, but we did it. We opened up on time. Everything was great. Everything was fabulous. It was a very busy day. Again, Good Friday opening, and then that's the other thing, opening back up on a holiday. So it's like Good Friday. So whatever. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Everything worked out great. Like we were, we were kind of riding like a nice high, or at least I was like coming off of uh, all of that. I was like, yeah, I was like, it was great. Like everything went well. We get to go home. And so we're coming home. So that, that was like the, like I said, like setting the scene of like, we thought everything was done. All of the hard work, all of the oh shit moments. We thought everything was behind us. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Um, I don't know if we've ever really set, like, we've even described our land at, at, like a little bit, but. Our house is pretty pretty close to the creek. We know it has flooded before, but it's technically like on paper not in the floodplain. So we made sure to get flood insurance just because um, we are close to water. Uh, doesn't matter what kind of water it is, the things that happen. Um, but uh, when we bought the house, people were like, hey, "It's not a like it's only one time in a hundred years it's ever gotten bad." Blah blah blah. Um, this happened to be. I know you brought up a, like some stat that that night after we were sitting down and hanging out. But what, like one of the top five rainiest days in Asheville for the past hundred years? Is that correct? Well, it was the um, it was the top five. Yeah, like top five rainiest days in Asheville. Um, which we are close period. enough to be. Well, no, but considered. like period, period for Asheville. Like it was the top five rainiest days. Period, not hundred days or anything. The hundred days was a hundred years. I mean, hundred years. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that wasn't like Asheville. It was just like Asheville was. It was the top five rainiest days period in history. Um. For Western North Carolina, it was the top rainiest day uh, mm-hmm. for for Western North Carolina, and and maybe. This is where it gets tricky because I've seen things pop up recently like, oh, like that's false because like the, the spread, but it was like the the amount of rainfall, the accumulation in the time, you know, was, was the top. No. Sorry. She's was the, bedding down on your jacket no. like an asshole. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, it was the, the, in a hundred years, like for Western North Carolina, this was the most rainfall in this, the period of time or whatever, ever. Yeah. Which it was a stupid rainy day all day long. Um, but like I said, we, we, it has to be a very special circumstance for this place to get any sort of flooding or any out of control water issues um but we had it we, we had, had it, it on friday yeah april it was, 19th 2019 it was so funny it too, was like, there going you know like at by the time we got off work and everything is like sunshine in in weaverville and all this stuff it, it seems like just a normal you know rainy day 
um, as we're going through Barnardsville, which I heard a couple people saying looks like it's the most they've seen ever in Barnardsville. Um, but we're, you know, driving down Barnardsville Highway towards our house and looking at all this crazy, like, remember, like every five seconds, like, oh, shit, look at that. Oh, shit, look at that. Oh, I've never yeah. seen it like that before. But still wasn't really concerned or anything. Like, yeah, we were, so, we were so, like, just like, meh. Yeah, just it's like, cool. No just problem. kind of in no awe problem. about no everything. Wow, that's a lot of water. Hmm. Yeah, but then as we're coming down Paint Fork and getting close to our place, there's there's been some recent construction across the road and up the mountain, um, and that's right before our driveway. So as we turn the corner to where our mailbox and driveway is, we see all this crazy amount of sand and silt and dirt and gravel Rocks. that had yeah. just like washed off of the side of this mountain where they i want to go up and look at it and see what the what damage has caused because there's one spot that i didn't see until this morning you remember that like the newer there's a newer driveway that was cut in the right side before getting to like D D. um back mid last year it was uh right when they cut it there was a lot of like clay and drainage coming off onto the road um I didn't get to see it from this angle till this morning, but there's huge pits in the side of that. I'll have to show it to you at some point. Beside the point. Um, anyway, so that distracts me going over this stuff. Like, oh man, that that sucks for all of the, all of that, and I can't believe like all this runoff has caused all this stuff. And then uh, as we are going slowly over that, and I start turning to the driveway, uh, I just see giant cut like where the driveway or our driveway it's like which goes over the creek this culvert stuff is totally washed out um our neighbor had stuck a one of our garbage cans because it was uh, garbage day stuck it in the middle of the driveway so we, we wouldn't have just gone into it which like, <laughs> i'm turning into the driveway see a trash i'm like oh that's weird i guess i got washed into our driveway and i look up a little bit i'm like oh no <laughs> yeah it's just it's just a um I want to say hole, but it's not a hole. It's like it's like a trench. I mean, it's like uh yeah, trench is a good uh, yeah small gully. <laughs> yeah, like like here's so if you normally if you stand like there's there's the the driveway goes over like a culvert bridge type thing. Okay, so normally I would never ever, and mainly because I've thought about this. And I can tell you that I would never, ever, ever jump from our driveway to the bottom of the creek. Because, like, when when you walk things, like, you, you think about stuff, you know? And I think about, like, oh, what would happen if I fell in here? Or what would happen if I had to jump? Or if I had to do this? Or whatever. There was one time where from... The creek, then this big um, buck deer came jumping out. It was like when we first first moved here. Like I was walking across it, and this this buck jumped out, like like kind of like vaulting off of the the side up onto it. And I was like, "Wah!" And I was like, "Oh God!" And then ever since, like, you know, like I've I've just always like looked down. And I'm like, I would never ever 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 in my life jump from like unless it was like m- like literally like I was gonna die you know then 
I would not jump from that bridge into the creek. So, yeah, it's um, we're talking at least like uh, four feet. Yeah, the culvert itself, like the pipe going in there, is a four to five foot height. Um, pretty big. Uh, yeah. But then you know, add the the stone and the gravel and stuff on top of that. It's a uh, it's probably a good six feet. Yeah, easily. so it's 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 one of those like yeah, I I'm sure that I could jump it and survive and and you know either survive and be hurt or survive and just luck out or kill myself like any of those options are the the (laughs) things but i would never do it if i didn't have to you know so you're i'm looking down at it and there's this cut from from creek to creek so again like a like a like a line like a goalie it wasn't a hole i mean there was there was another hole on the other side of the. but this was just like (laughs) a like a line across that culvert pipe, like that, like it was, it was gone. It was just everything was gone. The driveway, the rocks, it was all, it was all gone, and nowhere, nowhere close to, to us or anything, you know. So it was just there, and it was still the water was still rushing through there. Mm-hmm. Like today was the first day that the water wasn't rushing through that. It was just going back towards the culvert. And it had receded so much since then. You know, but all of the driveway was gone. All of that, there was that, like, gully. There was that trench, you know, whatever you want to call it. There was that. Then there was, like, a sinkhole on the other side. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, it's, uh... I guess the last time they had fixed it, which we found for, found out from our neighbors, like, five or six years ago, that this had happened before, which I guess is probably around Katrina or whatever that other big hurricane was. Um, they didn't put a lot of giant stone in there, so too much water. It just kind of washed out around it. And the culvert just isn't... It's not big like enough. It, needs, it, needs um, it has one, one culvert in there. It needs two for sure, or like one double the size or whatever. Like it needs, it needs something bigger. Like it's just not... Um, even before this, like we have, we, we noticed issues happening with it previous to this. It was mainly just like puddles and stuff forming and us being like, why is it, why is it happening like that? But now that we can see into it, then we're like, oh, well, obviously that's why, you know, so it just needs, it needs either one double the size or another culvert put in just, just like right next to it to, to do, to divert the water button. Um, so yeah, like our driveway was gone. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. luckily I didn't drive the car into it. Yeah. It yeah. There's, <laughs> there's plenty of lucky moments in mm-hmm. all of this. Um, no one was hurt. I want to say that first off, like not us, not our neighbors. Um, there's four people that live past that, like, well, four houses. I mean, definitely more than four people, but like four houses, like us and then three um, so no one in those four residences, domiciles, whatever you want to call them, like no, no one was injured. Everyone was okay. Everyone still is okay. Um, I'm not entirely sure how okay one of our neighbors is. Um, they can get groceries and stuff like that, you know, so they're okay into the point like, um, you know, they're not 
starving or dying or anything, but like to the point of like how they're going to be getting to work tomorrow on Monday. I'm not sure about that. Um, I'm kind of concerned about it. Um, but other than that, you know, everyone, everyone, you know, it's a natural disaster. Everyone has water. Everyone has food. Everyone can (laughs) get to their, their homes and everything. Like all, all of our bases are covered. Everyone's animals are okay. Like, we in the long run were incredibly lucky with what happened and how it all played out for yeah, us. Yeah, we even still have cable internet. Um, like you could see the, yeah, no, the poor little cable line going across yeah, the, 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 the middle of the driveway. The it's only thing totally that fine. that fucking made it through all of that was this this little cable line, <laughs> yeah. you know. Which again, like yeah, we have we have cable, we have internet, we have electricity, we have lights, we have water. We have like everything is okay, literally, except the fact that we can't, um, we cannot drive to our house. Yeah, our or bring a tractor, or bring our BCS across it either. Well, that yeah, and that's may that's or may like, not be a problem in the like, future. <laughs> yeah, like the farm side is fucked. Like that, I mean, that's just what it is. Like it's not. Yeah, I mean, number one, like the amount of water, all of those plants got, um, weather. And we can't tell. We weren't here. We and and the video our neighbor gave us. It doesn't show that the creek broke the banks into the farm side. That was still the amount. But of, amount it of... could have before she was there. Like she could have been hitting the receding side. You know, because I today I looked at the um, the timestamp on the video she took, and it was four o'clock, and we were here at six thirty. So it could have flooded over there and receded back out. That we don't know. Um, but that just, just the fact that everything that we had planted out was so young, um, it's not, it's not going to make it, you know, like even, even if it survived what happened, unless they're just like, I don't know, fucking like Amazons or some shit like that. Like it's not, it's like they're, they plants that are that small can't can't survive like uh that onslaught of of water which again even even that is we're lucky because every other year before this year we have had more things down in the field more things in this like delicate period and we don't have it this year so so even even if we lose everything you know which i'm trying to like explain to people and they're feeling like they're they're feeling really bad for us and I'm like don't feel bad for us because like we one I know for sure that there are farms that are worse than us and number two like it could have been worse for us we're all right and number three which I guess should be number one is like we're not um we're not dependent on our farm income right now you know we will be at some point and this would be a much much more serious situation than it is now but we're not dependent on this income. Um, all of the other farms that have lost their early crops, which is a lot, a yeah, lot. It's from, a big hit after a bad uh, like season last year too. Like from like all the rain from last year, that people didn't have a lot mm-hmm. of production, and then having such a rough start. That's yeah, uh, they're they're fucked. Yeah, like that's that, no like. Like we're we are so so lucky in just what we have right now. Um, 
And everyone's like, oh, you have such a good outlook and this and that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you, I mean, number one, like, yeah, and, and I can give you that you kind of do. And I get, I get where you're, where they're coming from. And I don't want to like just brush any of that off, you know, or anything like that. But like, they do not understand like what everyone else is going through right. that we are not, you know, um, So, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 a, it's an interesting thing too because like I would have never until I started farming, I would have never been um knowledgeable to any of this information either, you know. Um like I'm still thinking about the people who just like less than a month ago out in the west that lost everything. You know, like their floods and everything, they lost like we're we're going to see that and these people they don't they don't know that it's coming but like the the wheat the corn the these big like monoculture farms lost everything just a couple months ago you yeah. know and they and they're not or even a month ago i can't even remember when it was but like like no one even like recognizes that or is like concerned about it and i'm like you don't need to be worrying about my flower farm right now <laughs> You know, yeah, you like you're gonna be like worrying more about like, <laughs> yeah, like what's gonna happen to the price of flour, mm-hmm. you know, because it's about to fucking skyrocket and all of that and 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 all all of those things. Um, yeah, finally, all this climate change and stuff is like it's starting to affect everyone. Everyone instead they of don't just like yet. localized it's regions. So it's so early right now. But they're about to see. They're about to know. Like that that hit that the the flooding they got, like all of the all of the just I mean, like is not not even like the, the flower, but like the livestock that was lost. Um, which number one, like thinking about like thousands of cattle like dying, like drowning in floods just like recently, like that's I mean, that's horrible. You know, mm-hmm. and then like adding, I mean, I mean, there's like the like the level one, and then like adding on that, like nobody even knows about it, and nobody even like recognizes that it happened. You know, so like those farmers, like I think like the the statistics, the st- thank you, St- statistically, thank you, <laughs> that were the. Or the statistics. Stats, yeah. <laughs> Stuck. I can't I just, even do it sorry. now. I know. I know. Statistics. I'm all messed up now. <laughs> but like the one that I saw like in in the West, like in the Midwest and everything, it's like 50% of the farms will will not, I mean, they they won't be able to recuperate from what happened to them like like a month ago or two months ago, or what, whenever it was that, like, they lost everything, you know? And no one is talking about it, and no one is, no one is, no one is saying anything, no one is, is broaching the subject, no one is even thinking about the fact that, like, these big farmers, and they're, like, they're monocultures. Like, they're not, we're not talking about, like, farmers like us and, like, Rayburn and, 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 like, you know, um, never ending and, uh, you know, all, all the other small ones that we talk about. I mean, even, even like Hickory Gap is small in comparison to what I'm talking about. Like 
Yeah, these are fifty percent of those farms that are out there are not going to be farms anymore. Yeah, and they're ones supplying huge portion of the nation and probably outside of our nation as well. It's, um, and no there's going to be a big that ripple it, that no, no one yeah. knows that it's happened. It's like they're trying know? to keep everyone from panicking. But it's yeah. the same thing that happened like with the vanilla a couple of years ago. Yeah, where it's just like one giant hurricane came through and then that stuff like destroyed all the madagascar vanilla crops and those take years to like recuperate because they're orchids um right this yeah. one like they can and recuperate nobody faster, knows but... again nobody knows about any of this shit happening like nobody knows that like all of these like they lost like not even not even like their farms it's not even like what they what they had in the field it's like they they lost their their you know, infrastructure like all the stuff to all of that but they yeah. also lost everything they had you know we're talking like farms that had two years worth of grain set aside mm-hmm. you know they lost all of it you know they're done they will never be farmers again yeah so we got off light for sure comparatively speaking <laughs> uh, we just have a minor inconvenience uh, compared to all that yeah, that's a, and that's a, like I try to like convey that, but but it's also it's not like it's not real to anyone. So it's like you're you're telling people this, but they're not like they don't see it. Like not only what's happening to like our society, not even like the, like they're not seeing how it affects them personally, but they're also not seeing how it affects. Like those people, right? Um, like I don't know. Like most of them have been like farming for generations, and it's all gone. Mm-hmm. It's just really sad. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I don't know, just the. And no one knows, and no one cares. Yeah, and the, there's like the a total disconnect. Until until they want their vanilla ice cream, or or their meat, or their corn, or their Coke, like Coca Cola or something, or like their soda, then they don't care. Yeah. But anyway, that's not exactly where this podcast was supposed to go. <laughs> but it's sad, and you should look into it if you're interested. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, if you want to see what uh, any of the the damage or whatever that that we had was, uh, we got some stuff posted online, like Instagram and Facebook and whatever. Um, it ended up being not really a bad night altogether. After getting after seeing all that, we uh we had a chance to help out our neighbors and stuff. Um, I know one of them, our next door neighbor was coming home from a vacation. So I got to call them. They're like literally a couple miles away when I got a hold of them and told them like, Hey, be careful. Don't go swinging into the driveway. Yeah. Um, coming, coming home from like a, a road trip to not having a road, <laughs> right? which is also crazy. Um, and then the other neighbors, they had already known about it and they had some family coming to help them. Um, but we all kind of had a little powwow session, um, yeah, just 
jawing and uh, watching <laughs> watching the creek and figuring out what to do or whatever. We ended up putting some uh, some plywood and some boards across the uh, the gaps uh, so we can you know walk across it at least. Um, got to bust out the BCS uh, ride along tractor situation. Which was super cool. Yeah, although I kept forgetting about the e brake so <laughs> there was some did. stuff there. It's my first time riding it. It was like uh, all this adrenaline and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, so I wasn't we're... quite getting all the details. Yeah, so we're we're riding in it. Um or like we're we have the utility trailer hooked up to the BCS. Um and we like Sam and I knew that there was something that we needed weights for. Like some attachment or something that we needed um, weights for to, you know, give that that extra traction on the BCS. So when we had the utility trailer hooked up to the BCS, then it wasn't really going well. Then we assumed like, oh, this is what we needed the weights for. So I like straddled the BCS and I'm like, you know, we have like the um, the extended little uh, kit on the wheels so I'm like sitting like straddling it looking at Sam as he's like driving it um it's like riding the front pegs of a BMX bike yeah (laughs) (laughs) um I'm like shoving down like at one point I'm leaning to the side because my butt's starting to get really hot (laughs) as I'm sitting on the engine um but it, it turned out to be just that uh that the emergency brake was on, so there was that. But that was, like, a, a fun little moment. Um, there was a couple moments like that of just, like, a, like, oh, we're making memories with our neighbors, and it was great. There was the other moment when we were taking the boards across and I fell in the hole. Yeah, which is what hurt your wrist. Yeah, and I have, like, a big bruise on my leg and my knee and because I, I fell in one of the holes on the, <laughs> not like the, we were talking about the um, the trench and then there was a sinkhole past that on the other side of the culvert. Um, not, I didn't fall in the trench, but I did fall in the, <laughs> the sinkhole on the other side of the culvert, um, mm-hmm. which was so dumb. And I felt ridiculous. And I just, you know, I sat there for a second and I laughed and I, like, popped right back out. But, man, like, it was crazy, like, coming home from from a vacation to to that, to having, like, your kids in the car and, I don't know, it was just, uh, it was all crazy. Yeah, there's a, there's a hell of a thing to come home from a vacation to as far as, you know, Katie and Abraham are concerned. <sighs> These damn hiccups. That's why you don't stand up. <laughs> yeah, apparently standing up causes hic- hiccups. God. <laughs> um, let's power through. I'll just keep talking. Hopefully that'll reset my diaphragm. Um, well, it's hard to come nope. home from, like, in general as as people, but it's also... I mean, they they have like kids and stuff, so they well, the just kids have... seem to be like really 
they just, they were well, just... I mean, the kids don't really care, but I mean, like, as people, as, like, the parents or whatever, then there's a lot to be concerned about. Oh, obviously, you know? yeah. And on a side note, they are also trying to sell their house, so if you would like to be our neighbors, um, I can't remember if we ever talked about this bef- previously, but if you would like to be our neighbors, come by Katie and Abraham's house, and then you'll live right next door to us, and um, everything will be great. You live next to a flower farm, and you can deal with the washed-out driveway with us. (laughs) (laughs) You'll at least know that we'll help you get the fuck across, right? So, you know, be our neighbors. Yay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm hoping that – I'm really hoping we get some cool people in there um, after losing some cool people. Um. Yeah, I really like Katie and Abraham. Like they're um they're stand up folks. You know, anytime we um talk to them about anything, they were always there. They were always willing to help us fix things. I mean, we invited them to our wedding after knowing them less than a year, you know. Um they not only showed up, then I mean, number one, it's cool because their their wedding anniversary is the day after ours. Um and our no i'm sorry it's the day before ours because abraham came out and he like mowed our entire like area around our house um on his anniversary yeah, and i remember telling a... him being like what the fuck are you doing and like yeah, go, go celebrate your, your anniversary, anniversary. <laughs> yeah and he was like well we have a babysitter and everything's fine he was like i like mowing the yard and i was like he really does he go enjoys the hell out of it fucking home <laughs> you know like i'm leaving i don't give a shit <laughs> like the lawn is mowed like you don't give a shit you know like go home be with your you know like go out and and have you like your date night or whatever, but um, but again, just like stand up people, like they're really great. Um, it it really sucks to lose them as neighbors. Um, it does kind of stink because like I did say one thing to Abraham during all of this that I'm just assuming that they never listened to this. And I'm gonna say this, but it made it seem like that uh, Katie is the one who wants to leave and he kind of wants to stay. So. That's kind of... Well, maybe after all this, they'll decide to stick around. Probably not. Apparently, she's pretty dead set on moving back to Texas or something. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, that's where all their family is. So, I mean, why wouldn't you? You know, like, when you have kids and when you, you know, when you're a young couple... I mean, I think, if anything, they're younger than we are, you know? Hard to say. I mean, they're about, like, roughly the same age. Yeah. Um, but at least uh, I'm assuming I, I have but, no, you know, no like idea. If you, don't, if you don't have any family around you, then yeah, it gets hard, especially yeah. with two kids and everything. So, I mean, I'm just like kind of hopeful because like I want them to say because I like them. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I honestly can't remember we talked about any of this, but we pretty much lost everything out in the field. We lost all the beats, you know, we lost yeah, the, everything. The beats we hadn't mentioned yet, but, um, like to that, um, I don't even know what I was, I was going to make a little segue, but it, it, that was a train wreck. Anyway, um, 
<laughs> to that end, if uh, I don't know if you shared the one that Jamie, our other neighbor, had posted to Facebook uh, on yours, or if you got to I save did. it or not, then I shared you it get on a good, Facebook. I can't figure out how to put it anywhere else. You get a good, you get a good chance to see how close our house got to having flood damage, mm-hmm. um, and because of that, like, where it, it had come up and got as high as it could on our foundation, and then just kind of swept around in front of the house. That pointed it directly over our beet bed, which we had just planted a week ago. We had the fencing around it too, so there's not Less which that than stuff a week held ago. up great. Oh yeah, well, um, yeah, that is true. Yeah, that. Uh, but it would happen on a Friday, and I planted the beets on the Saturday, so it was less than a week. Yeah, um, I am a little hopeful that some of it might still be there. Like, uh, I'm just gonna, like of all of our neighbors are gonna get some free fucking beets. <laughs> well, we just. <laughs> As long as they're not invasive, like the rest of <laughs> no, the rest not, of WNC not. will have a little nice little beat beat action from here until Barnesville Highway. Yeah, <laughs> and there'll be random beats that just pop up for sure. That's no big deal. But yeah, so first time for me ever dealing with flood stuff. I've seen Barnesville flood plenty of times, but I personally have never seen it this bad, and I personally have never been affected by flooding, so. Which it goes double for me. Like we, um, my parents were still in Nashville when they got their like 100 year flood. Um, they were fine because they were literally just like, I mean, I think it was like two houses up from where the water crested. Mm. I did get to go and see after the flood. And I think it was even like, months after it had happened but like you could you know my parents used to live across from the uh, golf course and they had like fence and everything up and like you could see where like his in the in this fencing and like like it's it's a golf course so it's not like it's not just like a fence like that's like you know you high or anything like it's it's like a fence that's like you know, buildings high to prevent like the golf balls coming and hitting anyone just in case, you know. So this is like, you know, 20, 30, 40, I don't know, 50, 50, 50 fucking feet in the air. You know, like it's, it's just all this stuff like super high up. Um, and you could look and see like leaves still in and like the fencing and the netting and everything they had up and like just see that and again like these these you know my parents used to live across from Richland Creek so Richland Creek like it was never never anything like we it's not like you could swim in it it's not like you could wade in it it's like literally like you know the only thing that kept you from jumping across it was the fact that it was like a little bit wide, you know, <laughs> but I mean, it was, it was not like, it's not, it's not like a deep Creek or anything, you know, it, it came up maybe like six or seven inches, you know, and then seeing like this Creek that was like six or seven inches suddenly be like, like I said, like 40, 50 feet in the air, you know, and there was, that was their 100 year flood or whatever, but that was the closest until this past time that I've ever been to seeing or being affected by that 
massive amount of water and and just watching it like like knowing that like I looked today and the video that Jamie took was at 358 or something like that it was like almost four o'clock we were home by seven for sure you know and knowing that it 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 was three hours tops tops that that water all of that water the water that was like our entire the length of our house dissipated and not only dissipated but also took like the because when she took that video the bridge was still there like there our driveway the culvert all of that was still there like just in in that amount of time like that it was it was that massive and then it was just gone you know and like right now like we can walk across the creek right now if we wanted to you know, like, it's it's gone. Where did it go? Where the fuck did it go? You know? I mean, I know, I know exactly where it went because <laughs> it's going to my parents' house in Savannah, Tennessee, because they get everything that we're getting from our place. You know, like, they, they flooded just, you know, not too long ago. They were fine because, like, they were up high enough, but, like, the roads and everything to their house were flooded. But I mean, it's like it's. it's You're it's talking just about the insane. clouds or whatever going there. Hmm? You're talking about the clouds going there, like not our our runoff, right? Like our runoff goes to French Broad, which goes into which goes into like the Tennessee River that Does goes it? to. Yeah, no, my parents get like everything. My parents like it comes over them to us. It plows down on us, and it flows through the river right back to them. Hmm. Yeah, they get everything. Like, if we wanted to, we could, we could float like a kayak or like our tubes to their house from us. You know, like if we really wanted to, it would take a long time and be like an intense journey or whatever. But we could get to them, you know, just by waterways. Like they get every bit of rain that we get winds up at my parents' house. That's cool. I didn't know that. Um, it is impressive though, like how fast it changes, how quickly and how destructive it, you know, comes and goes. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. Like if we had never seen the video from Jamie, we would have never known that that had happened. Like when we came home, we were mind blown by the fact of that the, the, the bridge driveway was gone. And there was yeah. such like an intense like uh, erosion that happened there. Never in my wildest dreams would I have imagined the video that she sent us. Yeah, and like you could see like as far as the grass and everything, how it was laid over, you could see kind of the water flow. Like I knew it had gotten up to like the side of the house, but, uh, but it was we... an extra like 10 to 20 feet yeah. past that that it actually got. Um, that bent over grass just happened to be like the flow of it, not the entire like yeah depth where it of went. It. Yeah, it was the flow, not like the shore. Right. Um, looks like I my hiccups are gone, and now they might have gone to you, huh? <laughs> Do not give me that finger. Do not. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. <laughs> She says in between hiccups and burps. Baby. <laughs> I don't care. You can give me that finger all day long. <laughs> there you go. Keep doing it. Yeah. No, I don't want to do it anymore. Okay. You, 
You like it. <laughs> Takes all the fun out of it. I know. Look, there's my hiccup. Right there. Yep. She's looking at our audio waveform that's happening in real time. Anyway. Damn it. Damn it. Damn these hiccups. Uh-oh. I'm just going to embrace it. I'm just going to be loud about it. That's what I did. I, At one point, I just kind of held my breath and forced my diaphragm down and... Hopefully, yeah, like it, it sort of kind of reset itself as while you were talking. So I'll make a little, little diatribe, little monologue here, and let you focus on your, <laughs> your hiccups while I stare at you in the face. Yeah, but you're just talking about hiccups, so I mean, yeah, does that it defeats help? the purpose. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Um. Anyway, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, it, everything's like, good we, here. It could always be worse. Like we said earlier, we we, we lucked out hardcore. Um. And there's really a lot of surprising stuff. And really, we had thought we had thought if it would do this kind of flooding, then we figured we had a good idea of where the water would go, which we weren't too far off. But we we were pretty far off. No, I mean, like we it still kind of went where I expected it to go, but I just didn't didn't think it'd get that high up on the. Because, like, us building a wall and stuff and making that creek a little bit wider there wouldn't have helped anything because of the amount of, like, water trying to force its way through that pipe. Um, luckily, the, you know, the damaging flow of it and stuff wasn't up to our foundation or anything like that. But it just went a little bit differently than I expected. Um, so, something to consider, I guess, when we start working on our uh, creek bank and water flow situation and trying to like trying to really control floodwaters if it comes to that which i mean honestly the way things are going then it's probably going to happen more often than not these days uh, just because of what last year being one of the rainiest years we've ever had and you know this one day out of nowhere being one of the rainiest days we've ever had so like it's there's a good chance it's going to have more frequency. Um, but, you know, like put put a bigger, like a, either a bigger or bigger or second culvert, um, make the creek a little bit wider there, bring the um, yard and stuff up a little bit higher, keep the, uh, like where the driveway goes across, it's kind of a hump there, shore up the, um, the soil to keep that, make that hump a ridge that goes around our house and it would kind of, keep it from flowing too much um around our foundation and stuff like that i think there's it's actually kind of a a good thing that we could see exactly what it was doing because we can react to that instead of spending all this money and time to you know and to do something we thought would happen but it turns out it wasn't that at all so yeah like ultimately it was a so for as bad as it is, like it's it's kind of a good thing to see at least close to what the worst of it could be. Um. But yeah. What else? You, what, what else you want to say about the flooding? I would say like it. If there's number one, I still have hiccups, and we're just gonna power through this. So you know, accept the fact that I have hiccups. So um, if you're interested in learning more about what is about to ha- to happen to you 
like in your food supply and everything, then um, I would just Google um, Midwest farm flooding because pork, beef, crops, all of that, you know, you can you can get a very uh, good, good idea of what's happening. So, um, and what, what you need to prepare for, you know, you know, um, beef prices, pork prices are about to skyrocket, um, for the most part. So buy some of that shit up. And again, if you want to see, if you want to donate to these people, you know, um, or if you just want to know more of what's, what's happening in, in your, your world that's a little bit more outside of your world than, you know, like I said, Midwest farm flooding. You'll see all of it. It's all, uh, like I just Googled it. It's uh, 12 hours, 22 hours, two days ago. And this isn't even the stuff that I was talking about. So um, what I was talking about was from like March 27th. Um, so again, if you, if you want to learn more about about it then then google that and you can just dive right on in and see how how everything's falling apart and everything's about to fall apart so and then you'll be able to prepare because you know we're all paying attention hopefully or something of that nature but i guess moving on from the things that are more dire straits to something fun. Yeah, nice little distraction to get your mind off of all of this. Um, two weeks ago, we went to the movies because of Shazam! Opening weekend. <laughs> I guess it was opening weekend. It was, right? I don't know. It like was it awesome. Was. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that right now, but I knew it was going to be awesome because Zachary Levi is awesome. Yeah, and that sleepy Captain bitch Marvel pulled it off. <laughs> he's so so sleepy, taking a nap. Number one, and number two, like who else could play Captain Marvel besides Zachary Levi? Who else could be the grown-up Billy Batson besides him? Yeah, and for those of uh, those of you not steeped in the old comic knowledge, then uh, originally Shazam was called Captain Marvel. Um, I'm not sure all the like the minutia of it, but he's very he's very tricky. There's a lot of ins and outs. For a while, he was Shazam, but then he wasn't, and then he was Captain Marvel, and then he was Shazam for a while, and then he wasn't Shazam, and then he was Captain Marvel, but then everyone thought that he was Shazam because he has to say Shazam. To like become Captain Marvel, and then there, there, it was just a lot of a lot of craziness. Yeah, and then not to mention that Marvel has a Captain Marvel as well. So like it is became this big quagmire, and they really they solidified the Shazam situation um, in the recent past. Um, he's not called Shazam, but everyone who knows about him calls him. Shazam. It's kind of actually kind of funny too. Like in the all the animated series and stuff that we watch, like. Very rarely do they say his name, um, which I feel like is probably some sort of like rights controversy thing. They're trying to avoid any sort of copyright stuff. Um, but he says he says Shazam all over the place, which is fine. Um, 
so yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting little real world aspect to that. Um, because like, so so here's for you people who aren't again like like some who aren't really like into it or whatever. So like when um when you watch Cap uh Justice League Unlimited on the DC Universe, then you will see Billy Batson, um, who is the um. I mean, he, he's like the secret identity of Captain Marvel or whatever. Um, in Justice League Unlimited, then he's Captain Marvel, but it's, it, it's tricky because Justice League is DC comics. So having a Captain Marvel who is the other Marvel, like the, um, Avengers, you know, that's Marvel, you know, that, that's where all of this comes into play. Some of, some of you might absolutely know this. This is something that I came across, like, when I was, like, first getting into all of this is the difference between Marvel and DC, you know. Um, number one, most fans are very um, polarized, you know, so there's that to contend with. And then... Um, then again, like, like Sam was saying, like, it's tricky because you have a Captain Marvel, but you also have Captain Marvel as in the Carol Danvers who just had like, you know, the Captain Marvel, like come out and she's Captain Marvel. And then there's this other Captain Marvel, but then everything's just crazy. He's never called Captain Marvel in the movie. Uh, not once, not never. Um, in this one. In this movie. Right. Right. When, like, animated movies and uh, there was a past TV show. There's plenty of other iterations where he has been called Captain Marvel. Um, but, what, I mean, what was he called in, like, Young Justice? They never actually say his name. They just call him Billy. They never say Captain Marvel. No. That's not true because they don't know that he's Billy. Well, the only time it's ever brought episode. up is, yeah, whenever they're having the tribunal about whether or not, like, people... Yeah. Okay. Then can you show me when? Yep. <laughs> then <laughs> like what what did they call him before? Because before like the team doesn't know that he is Billy, so they're not calling him Billy. They're calling him Captain Marvel. Are they? Yeah, like before like when um a kid flash is like being like nachos and stuff. Like they I mean there there's they don't call him Billy because they don't know that he's Billy until the episode of where it is the split of. Yeah, but I thought they were just like kind of avoiding it. Like I feel it I, if I'm not like I, I'm probably mistaken. Then um, I'm bad about details when it comes to TV stuff. I feel like they never actually used a name. It was all like context um, and they never actually had a pronoun for him. Um, I am very confident. I, could, I, I mean, of course, I can be mistaken, but I'm very confident that they, in during Young Justice on the DC Universe, then they refer to him as Captain Marvel. Prior okay. to the Billy Batson, like, the, you know, oh, like, do you need me to get you some Nachos Wally episode? You know, where he's like Billy Batson, like, before they know who his like alter ego is 
Right. Um, cool. We'll see, I guess. <laughs> Time will tell. We're going to be watching that series a bunch. We love it. Um, not like it really matters in the long run. But, yeah, very rarely, I guess, they, they ever use Captain Marvel as a as a name for him. Doesn't matter. We're getting caught up in semantics. Um, overall, what it like? What would you give the movie? Like eight out, or uh, you know, one to ten. Ten being the highest. Well, again, just for, for my mic. scale, <laughs> for my scale, um, I saw a cup. I saw some flaws. Um, I think I would give it like an eight, like a seven and a half, like an eight on it. Um. There are some things that I, I don't know, I don't know, like that, but, but yeah, like a seven and a half, eight in general, I, I loved it. Like that's, that's still great for me. Um, I think everything, you know, we had that, that whole conversation on the previous podcast, but, um, I think pretty much everything gets over a five for me, you know, like, uh, for for this one, I think I think they did a great job casting. Um, like I said, Zachary Levi as Captain Marvel is perfect. Um, I really enjoyed Billy Batson. Um, I wish I don't know. I liked like I know that there's like different iterations of Billy Batson. Um, I I really liked the one of Billy Batson and his uncle. Like that one of like that pure true like just, just like in in my opinion, Billy Batson and Captain Marvel is more like that that character that that um. He's almost like entity. a nineteen fifties like newsy who became a superhero. He's he's better than Superman. He's better than Captain America because he he is a kid. And, you know, like when, when we become adults and we start adding all of this extra stuff on everything. And that's why I think like that, that Captain Marvel and, and Billy Batson have always been like the the best of everything because like they, they are still a kid and there is nothing else. There is just, you know, like I said earlier, I think at one point, even like during this podcast, like it's 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 hard to have like black and white you know or just black and white there's always that gray but like when you have a superhero that's a kid then there is no gray there is just good and there's bad and uh, that's why i think like like billy batson captain marvel is better than Captain America, Superman, all of that, because they they have all these other like feelings, all these other emotions, these other like they're adults. They have all of this other stuff happening in their lives and everything. But but Billy doesn't. Billy is just he he's a kid that gets all of these powers and of the gods. You know, he ha- he has all all of them. You know. Um, and he gets to he gets to just be exactly the superhero that you would have been when you were a kid, you know. And and there's there's that that ring of truth 
that he always will bring to the table. You know, everyone's always like, oh, Superman and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. But I mean, but the thing with Superman is like the second you like fuck with Lois Lane, then he's he's over with it. You know, like Billy, Billy doesn't have Lois Lane. Billy, Billy just has like, like what's right and what's wrong. Like that's, that's it. Like he's, you know, he ha- he has like his own issues. Like everybody has their own issues or whatever, but like he... Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because like the the superhero thing is predominantly projected towards younger people, you know, kids and and adolescents and stuff. And you're supposed to like let it go when like you become an adult or whatever. But may, may, I mean, maybe that's all part of it. Maybe like you can't be a superhero without having that, you know. And maybe that's why all of these superheroes are constantly flawed because they are adults, you know. Maybe that's why he's, I mean, same with like Flash. Like Flash has that, you know, not that he's not an adult or anything, but he he has that same quality of like knowing what's right, knowing what's wrong, like knowing, you know, it's it's a very... He's always portrayed as like a very childish kind of um prankstery mischievous like well not mischievous that has like a different connotation. He's more happy go lucky. Yeah. Which is like kind of interesting too cuz he's a very uh, conflicted he's... character in the comics. Um and he's so powerful. Yeah, that's true. You know, true. like he's one of the most powerful superheroes. You know, same same as Captain Marvel. You know, like, like maybe like having that or maybe not letting go of that childish outlook is what makes them what they are, what makes them so powerful. Like maybe, maybe that is the, like literally the entire like lesson, you know, if all of this stuff is like fables and, and and stuff then like that is the thing to take away from it is like you the second you start thinking or start acting like you're an adult you know you start you you think that you like know everything and that you're smarter than all of this stuff and you're you're all these things like that's when when it all fucks you up you know like if you can keep the if you can keep the lightheartedness if you can remember what it's like to just looking at someone and knowing that, you know, this dude is picking on this other dude and that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter anymore. Like, it doesn't matter because that's wrong and you have to stop it. And then that's that's like the, you know, that's the thing. Maybe that's like everybody, you know, everybody wants to be Superman. Everybody wants to be Batman. You know, everybody wants to be Robin. Like, I want to be Robin. You know, maybe maybe that's and th- and that's like the thing that that like I was watching uh when we were watching um Young Justice the other day and I was like watching Nightwing and like watching not only like how well he played everyone, but then the ability for him to step back and and recognize that he didn't want to do it anymore. You know, he didn't want to be a leader anymore. You yeah, know, that is one of the cool things about that show is that the progression of the characters and stuff like that, like each season they get older and you get to see like them going from like teens and kids to adults. It's a, uh, and they, 
they very they do a very good job of portraying that and like not being overt with it um just like it happens as it happens and sometimes they explain it other way sometimes they they don't it's just like this is who they are now you know after a couple of years down the line um which is one of the things i love about that that series they the character development and like the depth of every character is so well done um for sure but sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there yeah but i mean but but it's all it, it all kind of ties together it's just it's just like that you know maybe like not that not that comics or anything you know like not that these like superheroes or anything are just just solely for kids or anything but maybe there is a lesson in there of like of like kids to know you know like like kids kids won't hesitate to tell you what they think of you you know like if you can if you if you give them the chance you know, it's not like they're going to just, like, lay it out there or anything. But, like, if you if you connect with a kid, for the most part, you know, and there's always, like, the, the psychopaths and, I don't know, the chameleons or whatever. But in general, like, when you're, when you're chatting with a kid, like, they won't, they won't mince words. You know, they will let you, let you know. And maybe that's, like, what all of these comics are reminding us to do is like you know when you see something that's wrong don't hesitate to say that it's wrong like when you say something that's right don't hesitate to say that it's right you know like like be there and support which whichever side that you're on you know and don't be afraid to say like what's true yeah, I mean, I can, it's safe to say that like some of my moral compass, compass, excuse me, it was uh very much influenced by comics um, and comic-related TV shows, like specifically Batman. Um, I always related with the character as well, but then yeah, like I said, like galvanizing that sense of right and wrong. It's um, it's interesting. There's a lot of um. So a lot of literature and some documentaries and stuff that go into the uh, psychology of comics and just like how how important they have been to the like American culture. Um, and they started here. They've they've changed the landscape. Is it's hard to like it's easy to connect the dots, but it's also easy to overlook like the influence they've had on us as a people. So it's cool. I mean, that's yeah, why yeah, I'm absolutely. still like super into them these days. <clears throat> and I'm still, I can't believe they just keep like, keep making all these storylines and all of these, all of these things that keep, you know, to keep it interesting and to sell the books and stuff like that. But <coughs> excuse me, but you know, to still have the ability to, have a uh you know a, a morality point or some sort of lesson they're teaching in the middle of this um you know medium this commercial medium they're using it's, it's a, like absolutely crazy sci-fi world but they're still trying to teach you lessons yeah you absolutely know? it's a, it's pretty awesome well, yeah there was like the 
you know, recently there's a thing that like passed through social uh, social media of you know, it was like a 1950s or 60s or something like Superman like comic or thing or it wasn't even like a comic, it was like a it was like an ad, which is also crazy like to think that they were using like Superman as an ad. But he was like telling everyone like remember, you know, if you're American, then you're going to accept all of these people. And if you hear someone else talking, you know, badly in your class about so-and-so or whatever, then you need to stand up and say no because we are all Americans and blah, blah, blah. Like, it, I mean, I'm doing a horrible job of, like, portraying, like, the thing. But but it was, it was absolutely, it was, like, pretty much, like, you know, the 1950s Superman saying at that point like don't hate whatever Germans or Japanese people or whatever was happening back then but then you take those same things and they were like and if you and like then that was the thing it was like if you if you don't accept them you are not an American because this is what American people do we accept all of these different races and and religions and all of that, you know. And they just came like it. It like I remember it coming about. Like I'm sure I could find it for you right now if I wanted to or whatever. But but I mean that was the general thing. Is like just be accepting, you know. And it's like it's like a Superman telling everyone that like you're not American if you don't accept people. You know, like, pretty much, like, straight up saying that, except, like, in, like, 1950s terms or whatever. And then thinking that, like, we have to pull back to that to bring it back to the forefront of people's memory, you know? And just being, like, we were saying it, this is 2019, we were saying it 70 years ago. 70 fucking years ago. We were saying the same goddamn thing. And and what? And what? You're still going to fucking hate people because of where they came from or the color of the skin or whatever. Or, you know, we still have to be preaching these same damn lessons. You know, we still have to be like sneaking these like things into our comic books versus just being like, but I don't know. I don't know. It's the same thing. It's like, a, you know, Star Trek had the first interracial kiss and like the, the whole, like you remember the episode It's kind of like the bread and butter episode or the bread and butter, like uh book that Dr. Seuss, the one side buttered their bread on top. The other side buttered the bread on the bottom and they couldn't be friends. Because one side buttered their bread on the top and the other side buttered their bread on the bottom. You know, it's like, it's like, it's the same goddamn stories that we keep telling and we keep trying to like shove into people's head of just being like, just be okay with everyone. You know, like let them be them and be happy and be accepting of them. And it's like, why can't, why? Why can't we just, like, fucking make it work, 
you know, like as a human race, why can't we fucking make that shit work? After all of these goddamn years of saying the same thing over and over again, of, of looking back and seeing history over and over and over and over and over and over again, and we're still here. Yeah, well, people are flawed. They're tribal. They look for, um, many times look for, what do you call it, um, not gratification, but they look to galvanize their point of view over looking at other people's point of view. It's a... I feel like they're all just looking for acceptance. Yeah, but they don't understand like, like what where, they're doing like, is counterintuitive to being accepted. It's a it's a problem that's obviously very um very prevalent these days with the whole political climate and everything else and all the virtue signaling and people who I don't know, there's a huge conversation I don't want to get into about it, but uh it's you know, we're going through growing pains. We'll see where it shakes out in the end. Um, people just need to, like you said, be accepted or be accepting of others, be able to listen and have a conversation with people that they disagree with. Like, it's okay to disagree with somebody. You can still be friends with them. And that's... um. And you can still a- respect, like, where they're coming from. Right. You know, even if you don't agree with them. And even if they're wrong, like, you can still, like... You know, like like the the other day, like or the other the other day, the other episode. You know, I mean, like the entitlement versus validity of an opinion. You know, you can still hear someone's wrong opinion and not hate them. You know, like that's. It's it's such a like a simple idea, but I still feel like everyone needs to hear it. It's like, yeah, most people just don't want to be wrong, and 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 it's okay to be fight wrong, tooth and claw to prove that they're right, even if they are wrong. They'll never see that they are. Um, the important thing is to be open and accepting. And the other part of that is like it's not important to prove that someone is wrong it's more important to come to agreements and like at least reach a moment of mutual respect and acceptance you know because like without that you were never going to show them that They're not like the, the, they might not be on the right path, you know, or conversely, you like if you don't ever get to that point, you might not find out that you're not on the right path either, you know, because like for me, you know, I don't think that there's, there's lots of things that I don't agree with, you know, but Maybe there's something that I should agree with, and I'm not not there yet, but I should be open enough to get to that point. You know, like, you should never be so, like, just strong, fast on your beliefs that you can't 
see the other person's side and come to like a mutual understanding because like there there's there's nothing to be gained by alienating people and and like people that just don't agree with what you have to say or what you believe or anything you know there should be like in my mind there should be a point where we all have a a world and we're all living in this world and like me and you even like we could we could love each other and be in wonderful fabulous love with each other and and spend the rest of our lives together and we could have differing opinions on core beliefs and it's still okay you know and in my mind that I'm like it absolutely can happen because like we do like me and you have different beliefs on core opinions and everything's okay you know it's not like the world's falling apart because you know we're in a relationship and we love each other and you believe something that I don't believe you know like that's all fine like it's no it's no big deal for us it's just like why can't everyone else be open to to that like no just 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 not even like that you're wrong like it's not even like you have to say that you're wrong it's just that being open to allowing someone else's beliefs to be and not like like not like just because you know like you believe something I don't have to believe it and that's fine and I don't have a problem with it and you don't have a problem with it and I'm fine with you believing whatever you believe I don't care like believe whatever you want to believe I'm totally absolutely 100% all right with that and I can believe whatever I want to believe and you're 100% fine with that too and like why why is that why is it why is it so hard to do you know like when we're in such like an intimate relationship and what we have and like what we're building and all of those things like why why is it so easy for us to just let that happen and let everything be okay yeah, because I don't care about what anybody believes. Like, it doesn't affect me. Like, everyone in the world can believe anything that they fucking want to believe. And I don't care. You know, like, that's cool. Believe it. That's fine. You know? Well, <clears throat> it's, uh, it definitely takes effort for most people. Like I said before, like, Everyone's usually kind of tribal. Um, it's part of being human, I suppose. Like, it's harder to see somebody else's uh, opinions and views. Um, it's hard to step outside of yourself to to address that, to put yourself in their shoes. Um, 
it's easier to do with situations over beliefs and stuff like that when you're comparing lives to people. Um, and it's something that like this culture clash that we're having, I think is kind of what I hope is leaning towards that. Like people are finally getting a little bit of that, um, that idea in their head that it, like, it, it just goes down to like basic freedoms, right? Like the whole, we, this entire country is founded on, freedom and if you're trying to tell somebody that exercising their freedom is wrong and they should change how they're doing that then you're kind of going against what you know this whole like us as a people are are built upon it's a it's a very it's a complicated situation for sure and it's not easy Uh, it's definitely not an easy thing to do that's um that's a you know, apparent even more so these days. Um, and that's not to, not to say it's a bad thing. It's just like people need to try a little bit harder to see other opinions and viewpoints and beliefs and stuff like that within the people they interact with. I mean, you can, like I said, be, you can disagree with somebody but still be friends with them. And most of the time these days, a lot of people, if they disagree with somebody, they don't even give them a chance to be friends and to get to know them and to understand that everyone's a person. Um, like even people who are like completely dichotomous when it comes to, um, like fundamental beliefs are still, there's still plenty of ground that they can relate upon. Um, it's, you just forget that somebody's a person. You see them as a, as a viewpoint or like a polarizing, opposition not necessarily a person you you just immediately identify them with whatever they you think they stand for um and you just got to get past that and like you have to you have to be open and willing and um able to to listen like even if you're not putting yourself into their like trying to wrap your head around whatever their they're spouting you at least like should give them a chance to be heard um and if not then don't argue with them just walk away like, that's the other thing too like you don't have to be combative if if they're not seeing same things the same way you are it's not like don't see it as a fighting point just see it as i don't know either a chance to learn or if you can't handle it then just walk away there's no point in because I mean, the thing is what always gets me is like when it comes down to differing viewpoints and stuff like that when people start just arguing instead of actually listening because um, then it's then it's people yelling at each other and then by the time you're yelling nobody's going to be open to any other viewpoints that are put out there um, like that's you're never going to win anybody over to your side by being aggressive. And so that old saying, yeah, like the, catch more, more flies, flies with, honey. with honey than vinegar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's true. It's absolutely true. Nobody's going to give you any consideration if you're being aggressive. Um, something I learned a long time ago. And like, it, like I said it before, it's not easy. It's um, It takes practice if you're not used to it. If it's not something you you've taught yourself how to do 
and that's understandable but think of it that way like the other person you're talking to might not have considered you know like your side of it or um, yeah maybe they've never been exposed to what what you know or what what you've always been exposed to you know like like some people grow up in just a super you know like the, i mean this is the easiest like a uh, example or whatever like some people grow up in like a super um you know like racist environment you know like they don't they literally don't know that that is a horrible wretched viewpoint yeah and then changes to like change is always scary for people and to hear differing opinions and differing viewpoints is initially like frightening um if you think about it yeah so if you polarize them if you just if you just come in like super aggressive and super like you're all wrong and this about it you know then then what are you what are you really accomplishing you know what you're accomplishing is that in your mind, then or in their mind, they're thinking, okay, the people who are not racist are very aggressive, mm-hmm. you know, and nobody wants to deal with that. Or the, you know, um, the feminists are super aggressive. Nobody wants to deal with that. The LGB. TQ, I feel like I'm missing something. Uh, there's LGBT, so many acronyms. LGBTQT. We already said T. Like L, G, and lesbian, gay, L, G, B, bi, T, trans, Q, queer. I still feel like there's one Wait, more is missing. There, I don't, I'm not L-G-B-T. even going to ask that question. <laughs> um, damn it. Damn it. Okay, well... For everyone, I mean, sorry, I think we're, I'm missing one, but you know, like there's, there's, there's that. It's like, it's like if you come across as like super, super strong that way, then are you pushing people away that just never, never recognized or never were exposed to it or never like they didn't grow up the same way or or anything, you know, like. I remember getting into an argument with somebody about, um, you know, all male uh, dancers were gay. You know, like that was something that came up like in like predominantly in, you know, like middle school and high school because I went to performing arts school. And, you know, there were quite a few, you know, gay male dancers, but there were quite a few non-male gay dancers as well. You know, and then, like, trying to, you know, get your point across. It's like, no, like, the the more you're, the more aggression you bring to the table, the less validity you're, like, what you're saying has. And I guess, like, that's, like, I don't know. Because I've brought it up on, like, multiple, multiple podcasts now. Like, is the, the validity of your opinion, you know? Um, where is it coming from? Where where are you bringing that from? You know, is your opinion valid or is it just an opinion? You know, like, like as people, I think that we really need to look and address that, you know, because you can, 
you can even have an opinion and know that it's not valid and still have it in my mind. You know, I mean, you might not be the smartest or the most uh, observant, analytical or whatever, whatever you want to say type person, but there are plenty of people who go down that path and that's fine, you know, because you never know when they're not going to steer away from that path, you know, like where, where, you know, who are we to judge, right? It's hard because judging is so, I love judging. Like as a person, I love judging people. I love, I love it. It's so easy. It's so it's, it's, it is, but you never know. You never know where anyone else is coming from. So we shouldn't. It's easy. Makes you feel good. And like they say, like if it's easy and it makes you feel good, then it probably is bad (laughs) and you shouldn't do it. (laughs) You know, I don't know. It's all, it's, it's, it's tricky stuff. It's, it's like where, you know, it's, it's so easy to hate people. It's so easy to hate and judge, but everybody's just a person, you know, and uh, a lot of times, like, people can't be held accountable for, like, like, can you blame someone for how they were raised? Like, if they were raised to be a racist, like, if they don't even know that they are being racist, can you hate them for it? I mean, you, I mean, obviously, the answer is yes, like, you can, you know, but is it right? Is it right of you? Like, how, how, how okay is it in you and in, in what you're, you're going for to, to hate someone who doesn't even know that they're racist just because they are racist, you know, like, isn't it your responsibility to show them or like show them they're racist or show them how to not be racist or at least like enlighten them? Like, like, and, and then there's the other part of like, you know, it's not anyone's responsibility to take care of anybody but themselves, you know? So there's that whole side of it too. So it's like, it's like, where does, where does everything fall into place? Like, where, where are you allowed to, to just be? Well, I mean, that's the whole thing. Is like, you, like, you can't tell them how to live their lives, but you have to treat them as a human and show them what it's like to be treated as a person. Um, and to, like acceptance and stuff goes a long way. Even if you don't agree with them, you don't have to get close to them. But you, if you show that, um, you're kind and open, and, and if we're talking like racism or whatever, then if they've never been exposed to anyone of a different race, then if you are of that different race, then show them, but you know, lead by example. Be a better person than they are, and they will most likely be drawn to like towards that um and if not then whatever separate yourself from them don't don't make the situation worse um but i mean this is a lot of pontificating and everything i i don't know this is stuff that we've come across and have conjectured and seen 
within our lives uh who knows the relevance it has like for the for the rest of the world we feel like it's pretty relevant but who knows we might just be pissing people off right now (laughs) might not though i feel like it's pretty good uh pretty good words to live by um treat everyone like the golden rule just treat everyone like you want to be treated simple um live life that way so i don't know just uh if you're if you're coming hard at somebody just think about what it'd be like to be that person getting berated and like argued against and whatever yelled at punched in the face whatever the hell that all of these twitter things and recent news media stuff we've seen um just try to put yourself in their shoes but i don't know you want a fun little shazam fact (laughs) did you forget we're talking about a movie (laughs) no um so do you know what shazam stands for it's an acronym did you know that wait no i didn't this one it's this whole mantra or whatever can't think of, I can't think of it right off the top of my head. Sorry. So, but S, I didn't know. I knew it was an acronym. Wisdom of Solomon. H. Mm-hmm. Strength of Hercules. Mm-hmm. A. Which I didn't remember this one. Stamina of Atlas. I didn't know he had a bunch of stamina. Mm-hmm. Like I guess he was holding up the world yeah. all the time. Well, I, I would think like strength of Atlas, but Hercules is quote unquote stronger. Uh, power of Zeus. Mm-hmm. Lightning hands. <laughs> Um, and courage of Achilles, speed of Mercury, which arguably makes him a very, very, very well-rounded superhero. A lot of stuff you can learn from him. I'm sorry. From Shazam, Wisdom of Solomon. So, yeah, I guess um, go see the movie. Try to emulate Shazam uh, or Captain Marvel, whatever you want to call him. Uh, take whatever. All of what we said with the, you know, take it for food, food for thought. Um, just try to be nice out there to people. Try to be li- like, try to listen. Try to understand. Um, what you got? Any, you got any closing? Yeah. Well, remarks? I was gonna say like, you know, to bring it back to Shazam. Um, there's a difference between wisdom and knowledge. Um, True. You can know all sorts of things, but you can still be the least wise person in the room. You know, there's, um, you need to learn to pick your battles. My dad told me one time, um, well, I mean, many times, honestly, is like, think about whatever situation you're in and think about five years from now. Will you remember it? Will you be mad? Will you be happy? Will you be sad? Or will it just be a moment that you don't even fucking remember? Because there are so many moments that I don't remember. And things come and go. You know, that's one thing that has powered me through all this is like, this is, you know, the, the crops washing away and our our driveway, bridge, washing way, and, and everything else is like it, you know. In five years, will this matter? Or will this just be like a moment that we talk about, you know? Or will we even remember it, you know? There's there's a lot of them that just like fade away. 
you know, I'm sure like five years ago there was something I was mad about. I can't remember that shit. It doesn't matter, you know. Make sure it all matters, you know. And uh, look out for your neighbor, whether it's like your next door neighbor or on the other side of the continent neighbor or something, you know, like, like keep an eye out, you know, be aware because what's happening to your neighbor will affect you. And if nothing else, then, you know, be there for him. I don't know. Yeah. Some words of wisdom for sure. Um, I guess before we get out of here, um, yeah, check out our website, painforkfarm.com. I don't know. There's, we haven't, you've done some weekly updates on the photo blog. If you want to see some stuff, um, have, uh, what our Instagram, painforkfarm, and, uh, the amazing Strider Man is myself, but I haven't really done much there. Check out, uh, painforkfarm Instagram if you want to see some more, like, current up to date things. Um, what else we got? Any other? Um, the blog's a little bit out of date, but over the next two days, I'll update it. And um, on Wednesday, I will be half of 70. So. Oh, yes. Happy early birthday. Yeah. Love me. Well, always. <laughs> um, well, I hope everyone out there has a good time or something, whatever time you yeah. are in. Uh, love you later. Bye.